It's Friday, January 12th, 2024, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your co-host of this, Marcelo Pico, with me, uh, as always for this awards season series, is my co-host, Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. Uh, what's up, Marcelo? I- I'm so happy to be like back in the groove with you, you know? We're like, back in the saddle I- again. Back in the saddle again. We took that break, and now we're back to it. Like this is the second week back, and so it's like we're here every single week, just you and I talking about the the awards. That's and right. Like I, I love this. This is my favorite part of the week where I just sit down with my friend Marcelo, and him and I and nobody else just hash out what are our thoughts on the awards. Because who needs other opinions? Who? Uh, I mean, uh, to to add more opinions to this, which we'll is muddle the. Ho- oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, it um, would muddle the hoe. <laughs> Muddle the whole experience is what I was going to say, but I stopped myself because mm. I just realized, wait a second, I have in my notes here, guests for this week. Um, um, I'm going to turn to the left. Nobody there. I'm going to turn to the right. No. Oh, what? I'm not. Hold on. I see them here. They're, they're right here there's with two, us. There's two figures standing in the shadows. <laughs> two figures in the corner in the shadows. Uh, hey. <laughs> Uh, those two figures in the shadows come out of the shadows, much like the Ninja Turtles. Wait, is that? Hold on. Ninja Turtles come out of the shadows. That's <laughs> what you say to summon them. That's totally accurate, bro. <laughs> oh my god, it's Michelangelo. <laughs> I <And> wish. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Raphael, of course. My okay, favorite as a, perfect, as a kid, honestly. Perfect <laughs> Raphael impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're kidding around. It's Thomas and Brian from Cinema to the Letter. Hello. 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 <laughs> now I, I always do this because uh, I listen to podcasts sometimes, and I'm like, "Who's talking? Who's who's who?" Uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Thomas, say hello. Hello, all you <laughs> lovely people out there. Okay. I forgot we did this last time too. Uh, that's Thomas and Brian. <laughs> say hello. Hightley uh, Ho, neighbor. You know. There you go. Perfect. Woo. All right, Siobhan. So that's, okay, so we've got these guys here. <laughs> yes. Marcelo, did you invite them or something? I did invite right, what's them. The, what is this? We're still, we're still, doing, we're still doing the bit. Wow. Yeah, I, you totally blindsided me. I did, yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, speaking of Oscars, the blindside. Hey, it's a nice surprise. I like these two. <laughs> remember, uh, I remember all the fun times we've had together. Yeah, because they were guests on, and I, I, like, I like how you're talking about them like they're not here. Uh, Grand Turismo, <laughs> we we had them on that episode. I'd rather not talk to them. I want to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Because that's just what I'm used to, remember? Like, I, I, like I, I just, talk to you. Just look at them. Just look them in the eye and treat them as human uh, beings. God, you said they were to the right, right? <laughs> no, wait, did I say that? Yeah, to the right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're to the right. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> now... We all said hello. Now, th- this is it, Siobhan. It's it's a four-person episode this week. We have two guests. Yeah. We're all going to be talking about the Oscars and the awards and the Goldies. They just happened. Oh, the and Goldies. The, we got to talk the about Goldie the Goldie Hawn Awards. I'm very excited yes, to talk about them. <laughs> Honoring the best Goldie Hawn of the year. Uh, now, before we dive into all that, before we get into our classic segments... We, we're in it. We're in the first segment. Who are we? Now, let's go to Brian first. Hello, Brian. Yeah. Again. Hello. I need, a, I need to know who these people are. <laughs> you know who these people are. <laughs> You've talked to them before. <laughs> and also, you were a guest on their show. 
Brian. Okay, yeah, we're going to Brian first. Brian, I hear you're a Radiohead fan. <laughs> I am a massive Radiohead fan. Uh, I have been since high school, and uh, they, they just continue to be maybe my favorite band of all time. Oh, I appreciate nice. that. Uh, Brian, can I ask you this? Uh, have you? I'm assuming, or I'm hoping, uh, you've seen them live, yes? I have never seen them live. Oh. Um, I, I kind of became a fan... Uh, around a moon-shaped pool which was the last album they've put out Ah. and uh so now they've reached that like if you want to see them you got to pay like fifty thousand dollars or whatever to to go (laughs) see them in like you know new york or you know london or whatever so i I, I have never seen them live i guess i got lucky because uh i live here in austin and um i used to go to the austin uh, the austin the uh hold on i live in austin i forgot what it's called acl I go to ACL uh, oh, yeah. Music Fest. I used to go. Uh, now I'm older and wiser. It's a young, it's a young man's <laughs> game. But uh, Radiohead played there, and I managed to see them live there. So I did not mean to rub it in. I, I hope you get to see them live, Brian. I'm sorry. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> so okay, Siobhan, I broke Brian's heart just now. Just, mm-hmm. just you know, pointing out the fact that he hasn't seen his favorite band live. So how can I break Thomas's heart? Hmm. It's cold and black. You can't break it. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, you want to ask Thomas a question? Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Brian's a big Radiohead fan, I've heard. Uh, how about, uh, okay, Tommy, what I've heard about you is you uh, you saw the movie Gran Turismo. Uh, from <laughs> True Story. I might be repeating myself from the show, but yes, I did see that uh, theatrically. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. No, Thomas, what the fuck? What are, what's your deal? <laughs> what's your deal? What's Tommy Thomas Marinara. <laughs> exactly how all my therapy appointments start. Um, uh, the two, the leather boys. We're talking to the leather boys. Yeah, some stuff. C- cinema to the leather, as Siobhan likes to call them. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> our, that, that's that's for the, the new Patreon here we got to come up with, our, our, our leather daddy. <laughs> leather daddy <laughs> side <laughs> of things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- Thomas, I, I have a question, and and this yes. kinda, this this has been on my mind since we're uh, wrapping up the the year, or we did wrap up the year, and we're still talking about you know the year twenty twenty three here. Um, in in our Discord, which is where Siobhan? Uh you can go to talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord. A lot of people in there talking about films. Mm-hmm. There is a channel in there that gathers up all the leather box leather box. Letterbox. The Leather Boys on Letterbox. <laughs> Leatherbox is <laughs> <laughs> my favorite <laughs> logging site, but it's not what you think it is. Slip of the tongue. Uh, 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 letterboxed entries. Um, and I remember you, Thomas, saying, uh, I- I'd rather not share my uh, entries because I watch too many movies, maybe more than you, Marcelo. So I'm going to call you out here, Thomas. I don't know this. How many movies did you see last year? <laughs> Well, if you go by at least all the loggings I did on Letterboxd, it was apparently like 999, and I'm not exaggerating. God, yeah. holy damn fuck, it. dude. Yeah. What? <laughs> God damn it. I- Thomas. <laughs> I was not familiar with your game, dude. God damn. It's, it's, a t- it's a terrible game to play. No one wins that game. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, because uh, I do wonder about that uh, uh about the the joys of fitting in so many movies in one year i uh, my my highest number was i think 620 last year but 900 
uh, uh, follow-up question, keep, Thomas. Keep in mind, keep yeah, in mind, I, I log a lot of bullshit that most people probably wouldn't log. Like, mm. there are short films on there, there are TV specials. Okay. I'm a, all right. Like, all the weird shit where you're like, why the fuck is this here? Thomas is like, yes, I logged it. Like, uh, like uh, uh, making up documentaries <laughs> on DVD. I say, why not? You, you, you pump those numbers. Do it. <laughs> Look, there are times when I, like, I go onto Letterboxd, I open the app, and I see that Thomas has watched something, and it, it, I'm like, what is this? What on God's earth is he watching tonight? <laughs> Every conversation with Brian inevitably is like, so I watched this weird random bullshit that you've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I I must respect it, though. I have to say. All All respect to Thomas uh, for all for 900 some odd movies you watched last year. And also to Brian for being a big Radiohead fan. Uh, Now, that's segment one. No, part one of segment one. This is uh, part two of segment one. The big question. Awards. Okay, gonna go to you, Brian. How do you feel about the award season overall? Are you enjoying this time of the year, or are you already sick to death of it? No, I I love this time of the year. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't care for the for the globes in particular, which we'll, we'll, we got to, I'm sure. Perfect. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I love award season. It, it's nice to see kind of, you know. Especially all the movies that are coming out, you know, especially all the, the the exciting big movies, and just to get to see like fun, you know, red carpet videos and pictures and stuff of like all our favorite actors and everyone. It's it's yeah, it's really fun. I, I never really get tired of it until I like log on to Twitter and just see what people <laughs> are arguing about on there. But uh, no, I, I love it. Yeah, uh, it's especially today for some reason today was interminable because it's it's the same like three movies people are talking about running running the movies into the ground uh like okay enough about your takes on barbie and may december and Saltburn. i don't care i i've already made my opinion uh i just want to watch the awards where i can see rosamond pike and uh greta gerwig and uh julianne moore on the red carpet leave me alone Anyway, that's that's another segment of the show. It's me on my uh, uh, soapbox, so I'm, I'm going to step down. <laughs> Turn to you, Thomas. Thomas. Oh wow, you're much shorter when you're off that soapbox. I'm four foot tall. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> awards. You? Question mark. I mean, I appreciate the award season more from like you know uh, a, a kind of passive side thing where it's like as a movie fan, they're technically sort of like our you know, uh, competitive sports season, as it were. There was a time when I was younger where I was like, I can't believe this didn't get nominated or this didn't win or whatever. And now it's just like, well, I don't know. Let let the Academy do their thing. Because I I like the idea that every award season is sort of just like a a timestamp of what if it's the sort of um, the, the the industry is at that particular time to some degree, like what we're awarding, what we're not, all this other stuff. I find it fascinating as sort of like a weird timestamp thing to go back to because I love going back and seeing like old Oscar history. It's like, oh, what the fuck is this thing in this one in this category? That's weird. Um, so it's interesting, but it's not necessarily like the end all be all that some people try to make it out to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, now, Siobhan, I'm going to turn to you. Uh, how do you feel about the Oscars and the award season, Siobhan? 
Oh, I love the glitz and the glamour <laughs> in the films. Uh, now, this does really give me... I, I like this time of year for a few reasons. Um, a, it reminds me... Of, it just kind of brings me back to being a kid and getting Entertainment Weekly and reading through it and like getting excited about um, all the movies that I'd be reading about. Um, and like wanting to watch them, but like a majority of them were out of my hands. I could not see them. Um, but I'd be like, Oh my God, these must be so good. And, (laughs) um, and then watching the the ceremony with my mom, like I have good memories of that. And then like B, uh, these days, the best I get out of it really is like this podcast, this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, I mean, legitimately, yes. I get to talk to really cool people like Brian and Tommy. Uh, and then I've got the, it gives me the, the chance to the chance and the motivation to watch a lot of stuff from the year that like, I didn't necessarily hear about that much or maybe wouldn't have watched otherwise if I, if it weren't getting this attention right now. And that's for stuff that is getting nominated and for the snubs and flubs that people are really talking about from like their favorite year end lists, you know, like it, it, it gives me time and motivation to be like, yo, let's, let's watch some of these good movies that I hear about. That's maybe the most succinct answer, the best answer you've given on the show, Siobhan. We, 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 I want to we... show up for the Leather Boys. I want to <laughs> do my best. <laughs> now, Siobhan, do you think we've we've gotten to know um, Thomas and Brian? Do, do you think this segment is is done? Is there anything else we need to know before we go on? Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Okay. All right. I'm happy, too. I think we can move uh, you on. You wanted a joke out of me, probably. Uh, <laughs> Never. This is serious. Uh, hey guys, um, wait for it. Ah, uh, you guys watch wrestling? <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm I used to when I was a kid, but but not anymore. I'm gonna leave that dead right. silence in there. Just <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is dead. No. <laughs> Uh, 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 hey, uh, I, I have a question for you. No, wait, this, 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 this applies to the show. What do you think of Oliver Stone? Um, I think he's an incredibly fascinating figure. Um, and I can't wait to see who he interviews next. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, what do you think? Um, I've only seen like two of his movies. I think I've never really deep dived into Oliver Stone, to be honest. Um, I saw that Snowden movie in theaters, though, and it was awful. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's not one of the two to see. <laughs> what, uh, what are the two to see, Siobhan? Oh, the two? Uh, JFK and A-OK. Natural Born Killers. Those are your two. Yeah. Oh, he uh, did that. I've seen that one. Yeah, okay. Which one? Natural Born Killers? Uh, Natural Born Killers, yeah. I, I forgot that I had seen that recently. Uh, we covered JFK on this show. I think that was the first episode, Siobhan, of this season. Maybe. It was best editing. Best editing, um, yeah. Uh, and I don't think I. Yeah. I don't. Th- I was gonna say I don't think I've told you this, Siobhan. I I did just buy uh, a Natural Born Killers on 4K. Um, that that mm-hmm. might that might be my final Best Buy purchase. Uh, I, I I had to, I had to use up my gift cards before they uh, closed shop with physical media. So I bought uh, Oppenheimer and uh, Natural Born Killers a few weeks ago. I'm eager to see that again. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that on the show in a, in a, in a future segment. But yeah, um, all right, we can move on to the next segment, which is the news. 
Okay, big news. The only news really worth talking about, the Golden Globes. Uh, where do we even start? Siobhan? Golden Globes? Uh, the Golden Globes. Um, the, the, the big awards. The ones that we look forward to every year. <laughs> uh, awarding television, excellence in television and film. Um, Why don't we get to it, Siobhan? Uh, uh, give it a grade. A thoughts grade. On, the te- on the telecast? On the telecast overall. We're going to give that a solid D. D. Okay. Uh, Thomas? I, wait, hold on. I'm yeah. going to ask the guest. Uh, or, uh, yeah, our, our guest. I forget they're here. Uh, <laughs> talking to you. You're having too much fun. Uh, well, well, first off, uh, Thomas, did, uh, did you watch the Globes? I did. Okay. Brian, did you watch them? I did not. Okay. I, I decided to, to catch you. up on memes, like, instead. <laughs> catch up. You know what? You made the right call. <laughs> the, the memes were all spot on. Um, catch up on my memes feels like a version of catch up on my stories for like our generation. <laughs> Just like I got catch up on my memes. Uh, uh, Thomas, give it a great score. The telecast itself, Golden Globes. Uh, um, I'll I'll get, be a bit more charitable than Siobhan and say a D plus. Okay, D plus. <laughs> and I'll give it a a C. Um, wow, you loved them. No, I, don't, I, still, I still don't think that's a good score. Still, well, I don't know, Marcelo kept texting us about like well, I love Joe <laughs> Joe Coy. Joe Coy, he's so great. Damn, he's so Joe wonderful. Coy's killing it. Yeah, such a good host. Now, I I, I I didn't mention this in the in the Who Are We segment, but uh, I've been watching award shows since uh, ninety eight, the 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 Titanic year, which I think is a flagship year for a lot of people. Uh, uh, in terms of Oscar viewers, flagship. Uh, thank you, Siobhan. Good, good input. Joe Coy may be the worst ever, <laughs> like worst host I've ever seen of any award show. Now uh, that hold on. Okay, go ahead, Siobhan. Uh, I'll say the worst host I've ever seen. <laughs> I think this was the Emmys. Uh-huh. Uh, they had the the best reality show. Uh, host oh, yes. category. They had no. all five hosts host. It was like Heidi Klum, no, well, Ali Mandel, Jeff Probst. Now, I do. Terrible. So, so you think that was bad? Do you think that was worse than that, this? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and worse than this. Yes. No, well, okay. I, Joe I, Coy just did bad jokes. He did, his jokes didn't land. He's not. You, you need somebody that people. Uh, you need a bigger. I mean, Joe Coy is big, but I don't know. You need somebody bigger, don't you? Or funnier uh, at the minute. I mean, you know what? I, I can say this much. As someone who survived watching the 2012 Oscars, which I believe is the one where it's uh, Hathaway and Franco. Oh, good. Oof, yeah. That's bad. Like, that one is especially upsetting just because one person is trying so hard and one person is giving negative effort. So that's, like, <laughs> so much worse of an experience. But, okay, uh, uh, in my defense uh, of my incredibly hyperbolic statement um it's i i think i did see that the 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 emmys with those reality tv show hosts um the thing that made it watchable is they were professionals and they were hosts of their own shows so at least like it was very bland and very like yeah this is a reality sh- this is basically our response to reality tv shows being popular we'll just give you one for two hours or three hours uh, you know as a ceremony Sure, fine, whatever. Uh, the Hathaway uh, Franco year at the Oscars, like I said, Thomas. I think Hathaway gave it her best shot. I love her a lot, 
Frank was a piece of shit, so there's that. But with Joe Coy, every time he was on screen, I wanted him off screen. There's and oh god, yeah. There's no redeeming quality there. There's nothing there that made me think he should have been a host. Let's go to a different comedian they had there that night, who presented uh, Ricky Gervais with a a great (laughs) award. Uh, (laughs) Jim Gaffigan, yeah. He was able to hold the hold the audience, tell some pretty good jokes. I thought, like he uh, he said something I could never make it as an actor because I'm not a pedophile. Like I think that was a good joke. That's a good joke. Uh, and he was able to hold the audience and get them to laugh. Uh, he, he, I, Joe Coy could not do that. The, the audience did not give a shit about him. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe Jim Gaffigan should have been the host, but what do I know? Or they just should have went no host. Um, like I think yeah. they like I yeah think- he he was upstaged by the by the like actor bits yeah which is like that should not be <laughs> no yeah. yeah I mean and especially when like the Golden Globes don't have like a high bar right like we're not expecting masterfulness from the Golden Globes necessarily but when you have the audacity to just literally say like hey look I got the job ten days ago I didn't write I all the jokes that you're laughing at are the ones I wrote. And write all yeah. these like shit like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where it gets to be. Like that that's where all, I can all feel the sort of the on this, all the writers oh, okay. on this, they're fucking hacks, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> yeah, so it's that kind of desperation that was on screen yeah. live, you know, live on uh TV that I'm like, no, I don't I don't want this. Get this away from me. Um luckily I think everything else sort of worked uh, in terms of the Golden Globes. I enjoyed the speeches. The, some of the right people did win. Bradley Cooper didn't win anything. So overall, my <laughs> night was... It, it went pretty well with the Globes. Um, uh, what about... I'll go to you, Siobhan. In terms of the winners, uh, what, what's your big takeaway? Again, oh, I should have said this uh, at the at the Who Are We segment. This is a scientific show. This is This is us. <laughs> Picking the winners, going through the season, we're going to make you, the listener, better uh, uh, at picking the winners for your Oscar pools. You're going to win that big money. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-STOP-GAMBLING, you know, whatever. Da, da, da. But here, <laughs> we're going to help you win. Okay, we're prognosticators now. It's official. Siobhan, the results, the winners. How does the race shake up? I can't remember ever being too surprised. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, and I can't remember uh, too many specifics. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Paul Giamatti winning that was nice, but again, kind of not the big surprise. Uh, what else? Uh, I can go through some of them uh, as I Divine. as my page loads because I'm on my iPad, which is tricky. Uh, as my page loads, I'll go to Brian. I mean, you didn't see the show, but the winners. I mean, uh, uh, do you even care <laughs> about the winners at, I- at the Golden Globes? I, I, yeah, I cared a little bit, um, mainly just because, you know, it's nice to see these people get, you know, an award and recognition and, like, you know, get to get, like, absolutely shit-faced at an award show. Like, that's cool. Um, yeah, I wasn't really surprised either, and, and maybe this is just because, like, this is kind of the weird award season where, like, I don't really hate or even dislike most of the movies uh, that were kind of nominated, um, but every like win was like, you know, pretty like acceptable, I guess I would say like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, yeah, that, that deserves to win. They deserve to win. Um, 
you know, but I'm, I'm kind of much lined up with Thomas of just like, I don't really, the globes are kind of like, you know, it, it's basically a glorified paperweight, right? Like, you know, it's not the most uh, prestigious uh, award or anything. But um, yeah, I was happy to see, you know, like, yeah, Paul G- getting to see Paul Giamatti win and Lily Gladstone and Divine, Roy- uh, Divine Joy Randolph win. Like, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, Thomas, your thoughts on the winners and also the losers, if you want to add those in there, too. <laughs> well, um, based on my own scientific research, I think the TV series Succession will win Best Picture. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's clear just how many awards it racked up. Um, but no, yeah, I generally agree. I thought that most of the winners were uh, pretty solid. Um, I'm at least glad that, you know, like some of the speeches when people went up there, like the Gladstone speech or Giamatti's speech. Uh, were quite good and yeah i i'm definitely i'm not somebody who also thinks like oh the golden globes immediately make an indicator for the oscars if you look at all back on history that is very much not the case but it's kind of like sort of the primer it's the opening act for the award season that comes out and you know this kind of maybe predicts a few things maybe doesn't um so i don't know i'm not gonna put huge stake in like any of these people potentially winning aside from probably robert downey jr like that's feels like the most absolute obvious thing, like best supporting actor. It's like all the the constellations like lined up. I think for him to win an Oscar later in um, March, but um, otherwise, yeah, I think it's still uh, it's still up in the air. We gotta see how the SAG ones go and the uh, that's right. PGA and stuff like that. Uh, SAG nominations. Uh, oh, when this episode drops, they'll be out. But uh, as of this recording, it's uh, they're they're announcing them tomorrow morning. I think on Wednesday. We're mm-hmm. it's Tuesday right now. Uh, I'll go through some of the winners. I'm not gonna not gonna go through them all. Uh, mostly just for Siobhan's sake. Uh, as a reminder, Siobhan, here we go. Winners for Golden Globes: Best Picture Drama, Oppenheimer; Best Picture Musical or Comedy, Poor Things; uh, Best Animated, The Boy and the Heron; uh, Best <laughs> Cinematic, sorry, Cinematic and Box Office Achievement, <laughs> Barbie, which. <laughs> I think it's it's a waste of a category. Why do this? But I'm glad Barbie won something. I'm glad Margot and Greta were on stage. I'm happy for that. I'm happy that happened. So The little movie that could. Especially when somebody quantified it where it's like, well, by this logic, if Barbie wins because it was like the highest grossing movie of the year, then that means there's no suspense to the award if they keep doing this. It's just whatever is like the highest grossing movie of the year wins. Uh, uh, next year, Deadpool 3 wins. Oh, good uh, lord. Oh, god. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll continue on. Uh, best motion picture non-language, Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, Marcel, I think he slipped up. I think you mean next year, Jokey, Joker. Fully <laughs> Hell <Thanks>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. <clears throat> uh, best performance by male actor, drama, uh, Siobhan's boy, uh, Killian Murphy. You won. Killy! With lipstick on his nose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, 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 he gets his brand. He knows that people think he's hot as fuck and, <laughs> that, they're, and, they're, and that he's cute and they're going to make fan cams out of him. That lipstick thing. That was for the fans. <laughs> that was for you, Siobhan. Uh, best yeah. performance by female drama, Lily Gladstone, uh, female in comedy, uh, Emma Stone and yeah, Paul Giamatti, Male actor in comedy, Robert Downey Jr., male actor, 
uh, in supporting, uh, supporting female, Devon Joy Randolph. Again, yeah, some of these are just like very like yes, these some of these poor, are the front runners. Four things was kind of interesting. Four things was a best. was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, 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 I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I am in I am in agreement. This isn't really a huge, like, um, it can be a sign of things to come, but sometimes it's 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 whatever. I I, I was at least happy last year to see uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, win for the Fablemans. Um, I think he won best director or best drama either one he made he made a good speech and then like the fablemans gets nothing at the oscars so um it's again it's a good opening act for this award season uh screenplay and enemy of a fall which is a little little bit of a surprise i was expecting either oppenheimer Mm -hmm. killers of the flower moon to win screenplay uh did i mention director chris nolan he won um there we go uh original song what was i made for by billy eilish Score mm. Ludwig Goranson for Oppenheimer, and then a bunch of TV. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> who cares about that? Uh, although Succession, <laughs> th- hey, those wins. I love Succession. It's my favorite show from last year. So we love Suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this, Thomas. Uh, of the major awards contenders, oh, uh, uh, here, let me play this game. So there are going to be ten. Best Picture nominees at the Oscars this year. How uh-huh. many do you think you will have seen before the nominees are announced? Um, I'll say eight of them, eight probably, because I've seen most of the front runners in. Mm-hmm. Brian, same question. I want to be bold and say all of them, but I'll say nine, because I, I feel like uh, it, it'll be one of the ones that like hasn't come out yet, like um, Zone of Interest, which hasn't really come out uh, widely. Nobody's seen that. Right, yeah. So, I'm, I'm gonna say nine. Nine. Uh, Siobhan, I think we... joke about Marcelo seeing it last day. Yeah, I did see it yesterday. Uh, Siobhan, <laughs> I think I asked you this question. We, we, I think we kind of went over it last episode. Five or six. I probably have like five or six on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the big ones or uh, that you're missing, Thomas? Which, which ones haven't you seen? Um, I haven't seen Zone of Interest yet. Um, I haven't seen... All the strangers yet, which I saw was at least nominated. I don't know if it's going to get Oscar stuff because it feels a bit like lower on the totem pole. But um, yeah, I guess it's like some of the you know the ones like Brian mentioned they haven't really opened wide. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now Brian mentioned something, and I also made a joke about it. But uh, uh, um, there's there's always a villain in in my book for the Oscars uh, or for this mm-hmm. award season or for mm-hmm. any award season, right? Uh, I've made mine clear. Mine is Maestro. That's the villain this year. <laughs> um, is there one uh, that you have, Brian? That's uh, and if and if you're too afraid to say it, you don't need to. Okay, but is there oh, no. one that, I, that's like on the bottom of your list that like okay, a lot of people like and it's getting awards, but you're not a big fan of? I mean, I guess the only one, and I don't think it's like a big Oscar contender, but I think it's like it's certainly vying for like the Oscars and it, uh, it did get a few golden globe nominations, but fucking Saltburn <laughs> is my like mortal enemy. This, uh, this award <laughs> season, um, which I mean, I, I thought was awful, but, um, I don't know, even though I, I'm at least glad to see like Barry Keoghan getting a nomination and stuff like that, which I think the performances are great, but that's, it, it is my mortal enemy this award season. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's funny because I think last episode was the last episode Siobhan where I'm like, yeah, I love Saltburn. Screw all the haters. <laughs> I, I I maintain that position. Uh, but yeah, uh, this sorry. Yeah, this go, last, go ahead. Uh, this last week I watched an hour of Saltburn. No. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I was we just couldn't finish it at the time. Uh, well, I hope you finish it. I hope I hope for that review here in the show soon enough. Thomas, same question. Who's your villain of the year? Um. I mean, I would have said probably Maestro, but everyone's being so mean to Bradley Cooper. Oh. I just like everyone's being. I didn't like that movie that much necessarily, but at the same time, just like leave him alone, leave the multimillionaire, <laughs> incredibly handsome writer, director, actor alone. Um, but I think I'm more in the camp with Brian of like I also really disliked Saltburn quite a bit, um, and wow. it, it it feels definitely like uh, everything I kind of don't want to win necessarily <laughs> in terms of like a, a, a an attempted oscar push kind of movie interesting well i'll say it here i hope saltburn gets a best picture nomination <laughs> 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 and i hope uh, when emerald Fennell wins she specifically <laughs> thanks thomas and brian <laughs> yeah i mean i will say there is no like um like don't look up this year, which is yeah. truly no, like true. one of the worst yeah. movies yeah. ever at the Oscars. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh yeah, with you know, with with mine with with Maestro, it's for me it's bad, but it's not like truly terrible. Like, you know, don't look up or dare I say Joker, where I didn't care for that one at all. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Hey, <laughs> fuck off, buddy. All right. Yeah, here, here. I'll tell you my villain. I was gonna go to you, Siobhan. Uh, go ahead. I'm gonna say two actually. Uh, but Cheated. the holdovers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> strongly mm-hmm. disliked the movie. Fair. Uh, felt very trite and, uh, just pain has done better work and pain is a bad person in general. I don't want to award anything associated with him. Uh, even if it's Paul Giamatti, I'm sorry. Uh, or divine joy Randolph. Uh, don't work with that guy. Don't sign up to work with that guy. It is your fault. Uh, and then, uh, um, I do not want this movie to win Best Animated Feature. Okay, I do not want Spider Man to win. Yeah, Best Animated. Yeah, I really don't. I don't know. It. I have my problems with it, and I do think, from what I've seen, uh, The Boy and the Heron is a much better movie, and that one much. Yeah, yeah it, 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 that, would that be did a, win the Golden Globe. Did it? Yeah, it did win the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Um, I, I I'm afraid to do this, but we got a Thomas. Your opinion on Across the Spider Verse? Are you a, a big fan of it? I think it's pretty great. I would still say I preferred uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I think that one's just like a perfectly cohesive movie. Right. I love On that its movie. own right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Versus, I think Across the Spider-Verse, I think it's still pretty like great and enjoyable. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's my top tier of the the animated movies necessarily. But it seems like it's the kind of odds-on favorite. Yeah. Uh, Brian, same question. Across the universe, question mark. Um, I'm kind of similar to you, Marcella. Like I, I've okay. cooled on it over the past few months, which I, I still think it's great. Um, looking at like the Golden Globe nominations, I haven't seen uh, uh, Suzume. Suzume. Yes. Uh, that's the only one I haven't seen. But I mean, by default, it's my second favorite. Uh, you know, second to The Boy and the Heron, of course. But um, yeah, I don't think there's any. I, I think The Boy and the Heron has it like basically locked in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah uh i i i feel that way too i think it i think it's a lock boy and the heron um all right that's the golden globes done boom uh next segment huh. that was fast <laughs> that was fast <laughs> uh, <Surprised. laughs> 
Uh, I, because it, uh, honestly, there, is there anything else we need to talk about with the Golden Globes? I think we've covered it all. It's uh, the the some of the wins weren't that surprising. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm at least happy to see Chris Nolan up there and uh, his producing partner slash wife, you know, up there with that speech for Best Picture. That was great to see. I don't know. I, I, that that's it. I got nothing else to say. I, I want to shout out the one funny moment that happened was completely accidental, where somebody was. It was for the category that Elizabeth Debicki won for TV, and there was just a bit where like the announcer came on too early and terrified Elizabeth Debicki because oh. the camera was on her. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> it was easily the funniest bit of the whole night. <laughs> oh wait, uh, Brian, since since you caught up on all the memes, what was your favorite meme from the Golden Globes? <laughs> yes. Oh man, I mean, I'm loving the. Um, selena gomez yes. talking to taylor swift where someone someone the, the, the one i saw that was really great was um someone did the like amc a list like so you only you get three movies a month but if you see even one movie it's really worth it like they did that whole speech kind of captioned with that video right. which That's i thought was really funny it's a solid meme it's a good choice <laughs> um siobhan anything else before we move on i know you wanted to spend more time with the golden globes <laughs> <laughs> uh the the one bit about writing and they were like uh writing here are the nominees for being is good writer or whatever oh yeah that, that was funny yeah that's funny that's funny solid all right that's the golden globes <laughs> all right next segment was it what is it that we've been watching lately over here yes that's the segment. oh yeah uh, uh, I I made a note here that I I want to keep it to two movies each, just because we have so many people. Um, but if you if you're super excited about something, you can speed through it. But so yeah, this is segment where we just talk about what, what we've watched recently. Doesn't really have to be an Oscar movie, though. It could be fun to talk about. The two I'm talking about are Oscar movies, so have that in mind, folks. Brian, why don't we start with you? What is it that you've been watching lately? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick this one, I guess, just because it, it did win an Oscar um, a few years ago. I, 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 I rewatched uh, the 2016 movie Suicide Squad, <laughs> Yo. which I had, <laughs> okay, okay, which I had not seen since I saw it in theaters and um, pretty bad, did pretty you, bad movie. Did, did you get your hands on the air cut? <laughs> Wait, is this an exclusive? <laughs> I, yeah, he 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 texted it to me. He sent it over. Um, no, I did watch the the quote unquote extended cut, which is like ten minutes extra of footage. Um, d- doesn't help the movie at all. But um, man, it, it's even worse than than you remember. And mm. you know, I, I feel like it is definitely one of the most like maligned movies of recent recent times. But um. I cannot get over how bad Jared Leto is in that movie Ugh. Mm. where every single line and every scene is maybe some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, and I just can't. Yeah, it's it's just horrible. And I, I just can't believe that it exists and you can still watch that movie. My whole um, thing with his Suicide Squad is so like it feels like you're watching a movie that's only based on an elevator pitch. <laughs> like that's all they have to go with in terms of no scripts, no nothing, just an elevator pitch of a bunch of bad guys. We focus on them. Great. What else? And they just fucking went with whatever they. Had. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's you know it, the only shining moments I think it has are like Viola Davis. You know, she fucking rules in it. Like she's just genuinely killing it. Um, 
and I think Will Smith is like there's like glimmers of this that Will Smith charm in there that I think like occasionally pop up, but then like it's just some of the worst writing in any movie, and it looks it looks god awful. I mean, yeah, I, had, I don't know. Have you guys even thought of Suicide Squad <laughs> before I mentioned it? Uh, oh. I, I I don't hate that movie, but like, yeah, nothing you're saying I can dispute. Like, it's 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 bad, and like, yeah. Uh, I'll say this: when that movie came out, I I think I fooled myself into thinking it was a good movie. Um, I remember yeah. I remember seeing it twice in theaters, saying it's not that bad. But I'm now I'm afraid to watch it again. I'm pretty sure it is truly terrible. Uh, really regretting that, that forehead that. damage tattoo, aren't you, Marcelo? <laughs> that you got back in 2016. <laughs> uh, wait, it, w- wasn't the story that uh, uh, all of the cast of Suicide Squad got a tattoo? Uh, you know, to say right? Hey, yeah, oh, shit, they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing was they misspelled it. Like they did squad, like S K W D, which is so funny to me. Uh, oh, and I'll say this the uh, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's film, uh, a lot better. <laughs> I just yes, watched a much better uh, film. <laughs> yeah. It looks like ago, Citizen yeah. Kane compared to the 2016 <laughs> Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Um, Brian, do you have another movie to talk about? Uh, yeah, I guess another, the, the, this one, I guess, because, you know, we're talking about kind of award season and I, I did get just catch up on, on the Iron Claw like last oh. week. And, um, I'm kind of a, a little disappointed to see that it hasn't really been as for, you know, like, uh, upfront for like awards as I've, as I would like, especially for, you know, Zac Efron, who I think is like. I mean, I've been on the Zac Efron train since like since High School Musical, but but since then, I, I've really like loved him in in a lot of stuff, and I think he's really great in that movie. I think it's a really beautiful movie, and um, yeah, I, I I loved it. Um, have you guys seen The Iron Claw yet? Yes, I did see it. Uh, yes. Siobhan, you did see it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did as well. I, I think and I agree. I agree with you, Zac Efron. That would be yes. my number one like awards. For sure. Movie. Yeah. It's it's insane to me that he's not going to get nominated. Uh, it'd be great if he did, uh, but if he does, it'd be like the, the the fifth slot. But it's looking not so great. Um, I think he deserves a lot of acclaim for that movie. It's it's I mean, especially for how subtle he can be, despite the fact that just by the nature of his hair and his body type, he looks like a He Man action figure. Yeah. <laughs> and to be that subtle while looking like that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh, solid. Love that movie. Um, all right, uh, wh- why don't we go to Siobhan? Now it's your turn. Now you can talk about what is it that you've been watching. Oh, okay. Well, you said to limit it to, limit it to two. I've seen two movies. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, I saw The Lodge. Um, oh, man. 2019. <laughs> Wait, I... Film directed. What's that? I, I was going to say. I say, oh, man, because I'm afraid of what you're going to say because... No, you, you know what? You say what you're going to say, and then I'll say what I'll say. Directed by the directors of Goodnight Mommy, which I have not seen. Um, it's a very bleak and cruel movie uh, that has an even bleaker and crueler twist that's like darkly comedic. Um, I did not particularly enjoy it. I think it's well made. Um, that's about all I have to say on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, let me jump in and say, 
I love the launch. It's it was in my top okay. ten of uh, of that year. Uh, I think oh, wow. only because I think it came out technically in 2020, and uh, I it was one of the last movies I saw in a theater before things shut down. I think that's mm, the case. Yes. Um, but I oh, what know. happened in 2020? I don't remember this. Uh, well, what happened? Uh, uh, an election happened and something else. <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But no, I, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those very personal experiences of like I remember distinctly being in a theater watching it, being freaked out by it, then later seeing the same movie at home for reasons and and loving it more uh, as I, as you know on that rewatch. But anyway, I love the launch. I'm also a big fan of uh, Riley Keough. I think she's amazing. So, uh, oh yeah, she's really good. In she's really good. Um, but no, I'm, uh, you're speaking to maybe the number one The Lodge fan over here. So uh, I'm glad you watched it, Ellie Siobhan. It seems like yeah, I, nobody's watched it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did. Um, and then I watched one of my favorite movie musicals ever. I apologize, Elise. Uh, Marcella's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. I watched Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, she hates it. Um, yeah. Well, look, I think it's a very, it's a very, uh, gr- it's a great movie musical. Tim Burton's uh, movie magic style is uh, on point throughout the entire thing. Does some very creative things. Uh, Johnny Depp is a fucking great singer. I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, really pretty to look at. The music itself is very nice, um, uh, very kind of not as bombastic, uh, except for the points where it really needs to be. Um, so it's just great at telling the story in this very natural way. Um, keeps things nice and tight, too. I think it's under two hours, and that's hard to do for a movie musical. And uh, yeah, I, I just really dig it. Um, I hadn't seen it for, God, I don't know, 10 years, but it's still something that like, it pops into my head every now and then where I, like, I just start singing Joanna, uh, that song, the basically main refrain from the film. I really, yeah, I love it. I love that movie. So, uh, Javon, that was, <clears throat> those, those are you, that are my two films. Those are your two. Uh, uh and I watched half of Saltburn. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that maybe next week. Uh, your, 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 your full watch of Saltburn. I pray. I pray yeah. we do. Fingers crossed. Uh, so stay tuned, folks. Next week, Siobhan's take on Saltburn. Um, <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, I got two big ones I want to you know talk about here. All of us strangers. Uh, that just opened up here in Austin. I saw that last week. I think uh, this movie. It's almost as great as everybody's been saying. Uh, it's the new uh, Andrew Hale. I can't say his last name. Hay? Haig? Andrew Haig? Haig. Yeah, Andrew Haig movie. Uh, starring Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. Uh, go into this one as blind as possible, folks. Um, I certainly did, and I was uh, thoroughly surprised. Um, I'll say this about the movie for sure. Andrew Scott gives one of the best performances of the year. Um, he's definitely, uh, he should be in the Oscar race. Uh, he has a better chance, of, I think, um, better chance to get in there than Zac Efron. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's it's phenomenal what he does here. Uh, I do have our problems with it. S- something happens towards the end. I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, with that aside, it is a very emotional movie. 
Uh, and yeah, I, I, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, go see All of Us Strangers when you can. Um, I'm assuming nobody here has seen it yet, right? No, desperately want to, though. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but put this on your lists, everybody here. Uh, and another movie I'm pretty sure nobody has seen, because you just said it earlier, you haven't seen it. I saw The Zone of Interest last night. Uh, yeah. Also, A lot of fun, right? <laughs> Based on everything I've heard? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So A rollicking yeah. fun time? The new Jonathan Glazer movie, uh, I'm not going to even bother saying what it's about. Look it up, folks, because it's... It's a difficult subject matter. Um, it is now in my top ten. I I, I have to admit it. It's it's powerful. Uh, it's uh, the music in it exceptional by um, uh, Micah Levy. Uh, they provide just tremendous score for this, along with the sound design, which I think has been said a lot. The sound design of this movie, it's it's makes this a horror movie. Um, even though it's rated PG-13, it's one of the most horrific movies I've seen. Um, that's the zone of interest. Jesus Christ. Another PG-13 horror movie. Might as well see Night Swim. <laughs> Night Swim. <laughs> Anybody here see Night Swim? What's, what's, what's that about? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I'll say this about the zone of interest. With the zone of interest, I have completed my, uh, the, the list of films I needed to see before making my top 10. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, there are the ones there like stragglers there that some of them aren't out yet, or um, I'm not like in a big rush to see them, but I, th- I think I've seen it all. I, I think I'm done. So there you go. I, I, I did it. I'm finally finished with 2023. Really? I think it's Thomas's turn now. Thomas, what is it that you have seen recently? Uh, well, very fresh about, I guess, 24 hours ago now at this point, I saw Fallen Leaves, uh, which was uh, one of the, the foreign films nominated. Um, and I didn't know much about this going into it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Admittingly, it's kind of like the textbook definition of like foreign academy-worthy moving with just like what it, like how it's stylized what it is but at the same time uh, I thought it was a really engaging little like love story it almost felt like a deadpan dramedy is how I describe it just with how like acerbic everybody kind of is with all their deliveries and stuff like that uh, but I was pleasantly surprised by it also finally a dog to compete with Snoop from Anatomy of a Fall because the dog in this movie is fucking dog. adorable dog. great dog good dog very good dog uh, but yeah, Fallen Leaves, pretty great. I don't. You saw it, right, Marcelo? I, I did see it. I, I, I when I first saw it, I was kind of down on it. But like since, uh, uh you know, I, I've seen it's been getting more awards attention and thinking about it more. I do, I do like it more as time goes by. So I might rewatch it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice, sweet little movie. It it it's pretty short too. So it it gets oh, yeah, yeah. It's eighty one minutes. I just looked it up. It's eighty one minutes. Yep. Long, and it gets the job done I, in eighty one minutes. I left the nine thirty showing, and I'm like, it's not even eleven thirty yet. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good movie. I, I yeah, uh, Fallen Leaves. Go see it. I think it's gonna be on um, the streamer uh, movie soon. Um, like, given that logo was right in front, I assume it will be on movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Twist the turn, it goes on Netflix. <laughs> like two months. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be on VOD as well. But, uh, but yeah, I hope more people see it. Um, Thomas, you have another movie? 
this is maybe a bit of a cheat, but I don't have a lot to say about what I'm talking about to say here, and also I have no other public place to say anything about it. Um, I've been watching the Ernest movies. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, Ernest is such a weird character from my childhood that, like, I saw Scared Stupid and Saves Christmas as a kid. But then I keep seeing, like, there are eight other ones. That's fucking nuts. And I've just been going through them. Uh, Some of them were more interesting than not. I would say if I had to recommend one for a person in 2024 to watch to get, like, the best Ernest necessarily, I would say Goes to Jail. Mainly because mm. it features two Jim Varneys. And that's mainly the reason yeah. I want to, I'm want i watching these is because I think Jim Varney's a very underrated talent. Uh, gone too soon. And also just a, like a real dedication. He, his like Shakespearean training comes off while he's doing silly bullshit as earnest. And I think that's a very undervalued skill. Especially when I'm near the end, I still have to see Ernest Goes to Africa. I'm so excited for that. So excited to see Ernest Goes to Africa. Uh, but but yeah, I think those, those movies are a bit better than I think so far than people have given them credit for. I think there are some fun ones in there. Uh, Siobhan, your favorite Ernest movie? <laughs> I haven't seen any. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, guess what series we're doing next on the commentary um, <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> all, all ten. All ten Ernest movies. Ernest movies. <laughs> Welcome to Ernest Reberary. Ernest. Oh, Ernest Reberary. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, uh, uh, I haven't seen any of those movies in years, but I, I remember fun things about Scared Stupid and Goes to Jail. Those two. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, Ernest goes to school underrated. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Some of these sound like you're making them up. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I could use the Simpsons ones, like uh, Ernest goes somewhere cheap or Ernest <laughs> needs a kidney, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad we finally talked Ernest on this show. Uh, Thank God, really. Yeah. Yeah. The time has come. Um there we go. And now that segment's done. Wow, we're just speeding through this. That was <laughs> what is it that we've been watching over here lately. And now, Siobhan, do you know what it's time for? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no. No. <laughs> Which one are we doing next? We're doing the movie of the week. The movie of the week. Oh shit, we forgot to talk about this up top. We're doing visual effects this week. God damn it, we're terrible at this. I'm terrible at this. I'm leading the thing. I should have had this in my notes. Up top, should have said, visual effects. We're focusing on that this week. The movie of the week is Gravity from 2013. Uh, Siobhan. Now, I think this was my pick. Um, but I'll, I I, I want to say I'm I'm excited to talk about this because... I think back to our conversation last time we talked about gravity. Um, do you remember this? Uh, no. Um, I'm going to try to jog your memory. I forget what the con- what, what episode or what commentary we, we talked about it on. It, it may have been for the Oscar season last year, but I asked you what's been your favorite movie going experience, right? Yeah, right. And you mentioned gravity. You, yes. me- you mentioned how uh, while you're watching the movie, uh, do you remember your description of it, Siobhan? No, I don't. <laughs> because I, I seem to—I'm I'm trying to lead you to this. I seem to—I re- seem to remember making fun of you because you said you were—you were yeah. lifted up by it. You're, and then I took that literally. It's like no, Siobhan. 
I've never experienced a, a movie where a movie has lifted me up from my chair and I floated up to the screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to say it was it was a very emotionally impactful movie, and I made fun of you for it. So I apologize here yeah. for making fun of you, uh, Siobhan. <laughs> but I also want to uh, talk about this movie because I know you like this movie, Siobhan. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. Do you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, did you watch this movie for the show? No. No, I knew it. God damn it. You didn't watch it. <laughs> look, 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 Marcelo, everything I said to you on that one podcast uh, is true. This is my favorite movie going experience I've ever had. Um, it felt very transcendent. It felt like I was being lifted from my seat and I'm in space. Oh, you mean literally? And no, it felt like it. It was so immersive. Okay, it like like it was like I could feel everything that was happening. Okay, that's what I meant by that. <laughs> and I mean, and, uh, and could I, and could I literally feel it? No, probably not. Okay, yeah, I I, I call it the best movie going experience I've ever had, and um, I kind of made a vow to myself i would never watch it again unless it's in a theater I and i'm not going to go back on that for some golden globes podcast <laughs> no come on <laughs> this is the golden globes episode of the talk from society 2003 awards season series uh so yeah maybe you should have but it's fine you didn't so i very purposefully did not watch it fair but i just wanted to bring that story back because I, uh, uh, it, you know, that, that's your number one. So in the last 10 years, nothing has come close to that. Oh, no, no, nothing. Nothing. All right. Uh, now I'm going to go to, to, to Thomas. Did you lift up from your chair while watching Gravity 10 years ago, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of did. I, I want to preface that that might have been because I was in college and it was Oktoberfest and also just college. I'll just underline that. So I was in a very interesting state when I saw Gra- Gravity originally. Interesting. I saw it twice in theaters. So I was at least aware. Uh, I at least had the other, the, the secondary experience, like just to prove that I could replicate that at least. And I wasn't a similar both though to Siobhan in that I was very worried uh, because I did revisit this. And I was like, oh, is, how is this going to work? Is it going to like really, am I going to lose some of that magic that I had in the theater? And, you know, I'll, I'll save... My thoughts till a bit later. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair. Uh, let's go to Brian. Now, I made the assumption that Thomas saw this 10 years ago in a theater, but Brian, did you see this 10 years ago in a theater? I did. I did. Um, I went to see it in IMAX 3D, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of similar to, to Siobhan and Thomas. Like, I had that experience of, like, being very immersed into this movie, Um and it being kind of one of the only instances that I went and like actively like seeked out a 3D movie because I I wear glasses as well, but also I just hate 3D. It gives me a headache and everything. Um, and yeah, I, I hadn't seen it since I saw it because I was like, I'm not going to watch this on like my you know on a TV. Like it it feel it felt like this very like you know almost like sacred experience that I had. Um, despite the fact that I owned a Blu-ray copy of it that I still don't know how I got. Um, but I've owned it for years and I, I, I rewatched it. So yeah, but I, it was a great theatrical experience. I will say maybe the best, mm, one of the best 3d experiences I've ever had in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as for me, yeah, I saw this in theaters when it came out. 
Um, I was surprised to remember, because I forgot about this, uh, I watched it five times when it was out in theaters. Which is not crazy for me, really, to watch a movie multiple times in theaters. Um, But I just forgot. It's been a while since I've seen this. And I don't think about it too much. But seeing it again for this... Oh boy! Well, I'll just tell you the experience I had. It's I think it's a unique experience. So, okay, okay. So you stand up, you grab your <laughs> 4K copy of Gravity off of your shelf. No, you're wrong on all those counts. First off, there, whoa, what? First off, there is no 4K Blu-ray of this, which is insane. What? That's insane, actually. Yeah, yeah, that is really yeah. weird. Yeah. So, Siobhan, here's what I do: I sit down at my desk. Okay. It, it, I watched it this morning. Now. I'm currently, you know, looking for a job. It's fine. I'll be fine. Um, I'm in the process of, of, of um, going through uh, uh, steps to you know, possibly get one job in particular, right? Which I'm excited about. Fingers crossed. Hopefully I get that. Uh, one step. You'll be a great astronaut. I'm sure it'll work perfectly <laughs> yes. for you, based on this movie especially. <laughs> That's my reveal. I was, I was trying to take the astronaut test. And I- <laughs> no, so part of this application process was, you have 90 minutes to complete this writing test. And I go, okay, I'm going to knock out two birds with one stone. I'm here in my apartment. Uh, I'm going to do this writing test. In the background, I put on Gravity, a movie I'm going to watch for this show. So I'm like, perfect. You know, uh, 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 and it's a short movie. It's like 90 minutes. So if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, put too much focus on it, I have time this afternoon to watch it again, which I, I kind of wanted to because there are two versions of this movie. Uh, there's a there's the theatrical version, and then there's a silent version that I've always wanted to see, which is a special feature I know on on iTunes, um, and I think on the there's a deluxe Blu-ray of Gravity that I don't have, but the iTunes uh, uh, special features has this where it takes out the score from Stephen Price and it's just silent. You just hear the, oh, the, the wow. sound effects. Um, so mm. I'm like, you know what? I'll watch this movie twice, like that Mummy trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they call it the mummy trailer version of the film, right? Yeah, the on the trailer, that's what it says on the box. The deluxe version. It quotes the mummy version. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'm gonna take this 90 minute test, watch the movie. I it was an amazing experience because I had it on the background, I was doing this test, I had 90 minutes to complete it, and the fast paced of it all, the the you know, the fact that I was immersed in a way of like, I got to get this done in 90 minutes while I look up and I see Sandra Bullock trying to survive in space. Cause I think it's all like in real time, which is great too. Um, all those long takes, you know, whatever long story short, I was emotional by the end of my experience. Cause I was invested in both things and invested in taking the test and watching the movie. And I cared about Sandra Bullock's character living or dying. And that little speech at the end where she goes, well, this is it. Like I got nothing, you know, uh, I thought earlier that I had anything to live for, but now I'm going to do it. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. All that was fantastic. So that was my experience watching it. Um, I can't replicate that <laughs> in any other way, I guess, unless I have another like 90 minute test I need to take. So I enjoyed my. Siobhan, give him a 90 minute test. <laughs> I just <laughs> rewatch Gravity on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I'll just fly out and say this movie is great, and I think I. Uh, I was worried, like like uh, some of you said, about watching this at home. But under the right circumstances, I think it still works. Um, so there you go. Um, 
before we talk more about this, I I do this every episode. I go back and uh, look through the Academy Awards uh, 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 this year. Well, the year that this movie came out. So, pop quiz, Siobhan. Uh, I, I, make, I, I force you to do this every episode. The year Gravity was nominated and won a bunch of awards. Um, what won Best Picture that year? Siobhan. <laughs> Uh, what one best pick? I know, I know, I know. Gravity didn't because I was like, like it was winning every technical award, and I was like, well, it's gonna win, and then it didn't win. Uh, twenty thirteen. Yes, twenty thirteen. Um, Can you take a wild yes. guess? Let's take a swing. Uh, that was not the King's Speech year. No, that was twenty ten. Was yeah, that was twenty ten. Um. Hurt Locker. We can go backwards. That's 2009. <laughs> uh, Keep going backwards. Wh- Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> then No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Crash. Wings. 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 Yeah. Let's go all the way back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so uh, uh, next uh, part of this pop quiz, I'm going to start naming... Uh, the nominees. Well, I'll, I'll I'll know it when you say it. Exactly. So, so this is gonna be a you know just th- 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 just tell me. What... Maybe this will jog my memory. Exactly. 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 So here we go. And I'm gonna mix this up so there, it's in no order. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Captain Phillips. Dallas Buyers Club. Her. Nebraska. Philomena. The Wolf of Wall Street. Gravity, of course. Uh, did I say American Hustle? American Hustle. No. 12 Years a Slave. Siobhan? Yeah. Anything? <laughs> 12 Years a Slave, one best Yes, picture. 12 Years a Slave, one best picture. I was worried there. Uh, but yes, that did one. you guys see Philomena? I did see Philomena. Yeah. I, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, so did I. Well, mm-hmm. I that's not surprising from you. Oh, it's it's yeah. a weird <laughs> movie for me to see in the theater. Uh, what did you think of it? It was okay. Okay, all right. Okay, kind of funny. Kind of funny. Um, kind of. Can I just say that list of nominees is fucking wild. It is wild. That's a weird group of fucking movies. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, uh, I just do it real quick again. Twelve Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Das Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I'll just go through some of the big wins. Of course, Best Director went to Alfonso Cuarón for Gravity. Yeah. Best Actor, McConaughey for Das Buyers Club. Best Actress. Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. Mm. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto for Best Supporting Actor. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Lupita Nyong'o for Best Supporting Actress. Well deserved. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, original screenplay. Her. Spike Jones. Good for him. Yes. Uh, adapted screenplay. And all the movies he made since then. Yeah, <laughs> he never stops working. Spike Jones. No, no. I mean, no. He was in. Uh, 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 he was in somebody's top ten twice. Uh, Siobhan. He, he was in your top ten. <laughs> he showed up in, in two of your movies from last year. Spike Jones. Uh, <laughs> Jackass Forever. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you gonna get the next one? Oh my God! You're gonna get it, aren't you? Come on! Come on, Siobhan! Come on! Uh, come on come on uh yeah i remember i remember he, he was like a guy i didn't even know he was in the movie yeah 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 um it was, I'll, I'll give you this hint it was long 
Uh, it, narrows it down with all the Oscar movies. A polarizing movie. <laughs> it was polarizing. Yeah, yes, very polarizing. But we both loved it. Yeah. He Spike plays somebody who shares his profession. He plays a director uh, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes, uh, Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frozen was one best animated feature film, and so on and so forth. Gravity also won best original screen. Sorry, best original score, uh, best sound editing, best sound mixing, best cinematography, uh, best film editing, best visual effects. Which is what we're talking about. Best visual effects. Gravity. Well, let's, let's, let's talk more in depth. Uh, uh, who was it that was being sneaky about their opinion? Brian? Uh, uh, why don't we start with you? Get get more in depth about gravity now. Yeah. I, I mean, I I like gravity. All right. Let's move on. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. No, I mean, look, I think from a technical level, it is like extremely impressive still to this day like um you know all of those like really long takes are incredibly impressive and i think are also you know very functional because they they do immerse you in the movie and you eventually don't notice them until you're like oh my gosh this has been going on for like you know five minutes and hasn't like cut at all and i think it deserves all of those technical awards but um i don't know i i find you know, it's funny because I you you jogged my memory with the kind of silent version of the movie, which I I wish I had seen, because I I don't like the use of music in the movie that mm-hmm. much. Um, I like some of the more like electronic pieces throughout the movie, but when it gets very bombastic and big and everything, I just kind of like I was like, can we just turn this down a bit? Can we just you know? Um, but but I I like this movie a lot, and I think it's very thrilling. Um, I forgot that it was 90 minutes. Like I putting it, in, putting it in my Blu-ray player, I was like, oh yeah, this is a very short movie. I, I for some reason, I guess, remember it being longer because of, uh, I, I don't know. It, it just, I was very off put by how short and kind of concise it is in a lot of ways. It's very gets in, gets out, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of, and I think, I feel like this is a common issue with this movie is a lot of the sentimentality of it. And then the kind of like, you know, it gets very sentimental. It gets very saccharine, which I am not a huge fan of. But um, I love all the space stuff. I think that stuff is just really—it's my shit. Like, I love—I love sci-fi shit. I love just you know anything to do with space. Um, and it's thrilling. Like, it's a very thrilling movie. Um, I do think it kind of loses me in the last kind of. I don't know, 30 minutes or so, really. It, it just kind of, like, loses me at a certain point. But I, I just think those, like, that first, like, hour or so is is almost perfect, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It, it loses me at a certain point. But I, I think it is a great movie still. Yeah. But by, by the way, um, totally understandable on two of those points. Um, I think one of my problems with the movie initially was that score. But for whatever reason... I'm like, yeah, I, I do enjoy this score. I, it 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 is it does get too loud, and I'm like, why is this too bombastic at, at this moment? But overall, I think it works for me. And I was kind of hesitant about watching it. Be, it that was a reason why. I'm like, d- d- does the score work? And I think ultimately it does for me. And then, mm-hmm. 
the 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 whole it being a bit too sentimental. I was also hesitant about that because I do remember that aspect of it, but because I guess I was just going through it, it did hit me, I guess unexpectedly. So, um, but yeah, I do understand those points though. Uh, Thomas, what about you? More in depth thoughts on your? I'm assuming you did rewatch this for this show. Your your thoughts on Gravity? I, I did rewatch it. Yes, I'll, I'll emphasize admittingly that I did have a rough uh, viewing experience because uh, I'll just say I'm currently sitting a puppy. And uh, that puppy uh, is not quite trained. So it was an interesting, a bit longer than 90 minutes having to deal with both those things. But uh, that being said, I still felt rather immersed in Gravity. I still really loved it. And I think a big reason why both the score and the sentimentality don't bother me quite as much is just because, like, this movie moves at such a fucking clip, man. Yeah. Like, this movie... Like, even with 90 minutes, it feels even shorter just because, like, the many movies have tried this kind of thing. It's sort of like a real-time kind of thing. This isn't quite that, but sort of like that stream of consciousness thing, right? Where it's just like, everything is moving. We have to get things done now. Like, that's why I don't necessarily mind as much, especially, like, the sentimentality angle of it. Because, honestly, if I'm all the way up there where in space where think the air is thin, it is so life or death, any single move, I'm going to become incredibly sentimental and weepy and full of just like that, that kind of like nervous terror that would make me go to the point of like barking like a dog. I would do that if I was up there in space and shit was just going so wrong. And the only thing I could cling to is like, I can hear a radio voice of a guy and some dogs. That's something. I think like, that's the thing is like, it's so much movie, but just like grab, grabbing whatever literal or figurative olive branch you can get to in a time of like such a desperate situation like this. And I think that's what really makes any of that stuff like feel sort of secondary. I think that's what makes like a, a, tr a truly great example of using the technology to really immerse you in just like you are living this fucking experience with this lady <laughs> and you are in all the way down to you're in the same emotional state of fragility. That's what at least I felt. Uh, I'm going to turn to Siobhan now. Siobhan, can we make it happen where we can screen Gravity for you in a theater? Is that is that possible? Can yeah, Of all the movies I'd like <laughs> to see on a movie theater right now, it's not necessarily this one, but sure, yeah, go ahead and mount the campaign for this movie. Well, how about... Don't do it for Southland Tales, our other podcast. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite movies, like Chasing Me. Yeah, just do Gravity for some reason. For for one episode of one show that we did, that you did, you know, Well, okay, fine. Southland Tales, um, that that is more possible than I think. Uh, well, I don't know how possible Gravity is to to screen that again. Um, I'm, I, I I'm not dying to see it again. You know, like I, I'm okay letting that memory. It live. sounds like you really want to see it in a theater again. So I I'm saw trying it with to my it mom. Happen. We both had the same feelings. We left the theater like super excited, and like I, I have, I can't think of a time I've ever really done that where I've like left the theater with somebody being so excited. And we got to talk about this right now. That's just not usually what my reaction is, even if I love a movie. Now, in, in, um, in my experience, whenever I feel you know joy of uh, you know experiencing one thing, when I go back to it years later and I try to recreate it, it's always the same feeling, right? Right, guy. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, true. Very right. true. No, yes. no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, anyway, Gravity, solid movie. I think we we can all agree. Um, uh, it, it, well, any last thoughts? I guess we're talking visual effects. Do we do we want to mention more about the visual effects? I mean, 
yeah, obviously. Like, look, it's it's the fact that it's not just like the space environments or whatever. Like most of the stuff of like the suits, like they had from the behind the scenes photos I've seen, they had reference for like Clooney and Bullock, but they're mostly going off of just like their faces. That's like the only sort of shot in live action thing you're really seeing on the screen. And it's spellbinding to see, especially like that one sort of, I'm sure it's not actually one shot, it's all like stitched together shit, but the the whole like opening, I don't know, like 20 minutes or so is just like them on that space station, like right before, all the way up until like they start getting hit by shit from that space station that like blows up or whatever. Like that's, that's an amazingly constructed thing, especially despite the fact that like, you're not seeing much. And even like later on, most of what we're getting is just like Bullock really like floating around that, those tubes or whatever. So it's just, it's so commendable that like, they're able to do that with such little reference material, even to make you fully immersed like that. And especially just like such a outer otherworldly environment as it were. Yeah. I'm in complete agreeance. Um, and and just for comparison's sake, just to go back to the Oscars of, of that year, uh, let's look at the other nominees. I'm just going to bring up the category again. Best Visual Effects. Gravity won, of course. Here are the other nominees. The Hobbit. The Desolation of Smaug. Iron Man 3. The Lone Ranger. And Star Trek Into Darkness. So you- Lone Ranger had should have got that. <laughs> Uh, Robbed. Yeah, I mean, so we can't see the Lone Ranger right anymore. This nobody can see it because (laughs) stars Johnny Depp and Army Hammer. I mean, is that it's deep in the Disney Vault at this point? (laughs) I I I remember liking it. I remember it being like a a a fun movie. Oh, well, I'll watch it soon. By by the end. Wait, what? What'd you say, Siobhan? I'll watch it soon. You watch it soon. (laughs) Report back. (laughs) I'll be brave enough. (laughs) I mean, Gore Verbinski. Well, okay, I'll say this. My my main uh, memory of that is that final, the third act action action scene where it right. felt very Gore Verbinski and felt like, oh, this is the movie I want. About two hours and 15 minutes into that movie, yeah. right? <laughs> True. Yeah. Into that terrible, awful fucking movie. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I will not be rewatching it anytime soon, but Siobhan, report back. Okay, segment <laughs> done. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Best visual effects of 2023. Now we yes. get into our favorites of the year. The meat of this. The meat. Sandwich. <laughs> Jesus, this is a, this, we're, we're, we're coming up on 90 minutes. God, I hope this is not too hours. It's going to be two hours long. I can feel it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, This is our, our picks, our favorites. The, these are not our predictions for the Oscars or anything. This is just what we think. Um. Why don't we go to our guests first? Let's go to Thomas first. Um, oh, well, you've heard the show, Thomas. Uh, usually we do, you know, a top five, but you do whatever mm-hmm. you want, buddy. Just, 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 just talk about your favorite. Well, if I'm correct, I've, I'm a listener. I'm a fan of the show, so I believe you guys, you, the two of you, do a top five, and uh, you go from five to one, with one being like what would be your designated winner. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, it's always nice to yeah. be a fan. <laughs> 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 well, on that note, um, I'll go ahead and uh, talk about my number five I have for visual effects of 2023 um, is especially, I think, important because this is a year where we had so many bad superhero movie CG effects. It was the year of it. And it's a bummer. Those are on the short list for the Oscar. I'm still angry about that. Like fucking Ant-Man, whatever. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, 
is my choice. And I think especially like with that movie, there's so many great like makeup appliances and practical things that show up. But the actual the visual effects, the computer generated effects are like some of the best that we get, especially in big blockbuster stuff with Rocket and Groot and all these characters. It's just like so they feel like real characters at this point, especially three movies in. It's only gotten better with each one uh, on that. But then four is one that uh, combines some practical and CG stuff as well. And especially the practical stuff in here was a great surprise for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Um, particularly the big bird guy that shows up. Just one of my Jonathan. favorite guys. Jonathan, yes. Amazing. <laughs> great bit. Wonderful scene in that movie. But there's a lot of other great like practical creatures that show up, especially ones that I did kind of recognize from my vague Dungeons and Dragons sort of uh, research I've had in my life. And uh, I, I just think that there, it's a lot of like a great mix, a great hybrid, what I dream all movies can do at this point. It's just like blend the two things that are great. <laughs> we don't need way more of one than the other. Uh, but then number three, I think is much more of a practical thing. And I'll just say this is definitely like, I wanted to put a, a full on horror movie on there on this because especially I feel horror visual effects are very underrated in general, especially by the Academy. But when evil lurks, um, is I think an, an amazing film uh, that's just like so brutal and upsetting. And I think a big reason for that is the visual effects that are there. I think particularly, I'll just say there's a scene that involves a little girl and a dog. Uh, that was one of the most upsetting things I've seen in a while in a movie. I mean, yeah. And it's like so well done, especially like the actual moment uh, that I'm thinking of in particular just will haunt me forever. So great movie. Um, speaking of haunting, uh, my number two is Oppenheimer, which was not on that visual effects shortlist for the Oscars, by the way. Uh, fucking stupid. Yeah. Because I think this movie, where from what I understand, it's mostly practical stuff. You know, I'm just, Christopher Nolan would like be in terror if a computer dare touch his amazing film. But at the same time, I think. The, the stuff is like not just the big bomb testing scene, which is amazing, which definitely is like the big showstopper bit of that movie. Um, but even like the little flashes we get earlier on of Oppenheimer, like kind of visually thinking about the atoms and whatnot and just uh, some of the other stuff like that, that feels like it just helps with the vibe of the movie. Like it's sort of feels essential, especially in that earlier part where like if those things didn't happen, Oppenheimer would feel much more stayed <laughs> in like the first hour or so. But that stuff just, like, really adds to that propulsive thing, along with, like, the editing and the music and everything else. It's so key to that movie. But then my number one is another sort of genre-y thing. Um, and I think it might have a chance, because I believe it was on the shortlist for the Oscars. And I think it's just, especially as someone who has seen a lot of movies in this franchise, like, nearly all of them. Um, Godzilla Minus One is the mm. best post-suit Godzilla movie, just on a visual effects level. I think that the way that Godzilla just feels like this ungodly mass that's moving. It's just like a mountain is fucking moving in front of you. It's not even like a, a, a sort of lizard creature. It's a living mountain. Um, it does such a beautiful job of conveying that with like, especially the big sort of like uh, city destroying sequence that happens in this movie, just tremendously done the way they reinvent how he uses his fucking laser breath thing or whatever. So cool. So wonderful. And even like all the other effects around it just really complement that design and that creation of that version of Godzilla that feels totally unique and especially like 70 fucking years at this point of Godzilla movies. Uh, just wonderful. And my pick to like my absolute favorite visual effects stuff from 2023. Mm. Solid, solid. Um, when evil lurks that I need to see, I keep hearing that's something that will like, I think what you just said, Thomas, what that will haunt me. And I'm like, I'm in, 
That's my kind of horror movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. d- does that live on uh, Shutter? Is that yes? Oh, it's yeah. a Shutter release. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I have to see that. Uh, then going back to you know what I've told Siobhan over these last few episodes, I do need to do need to also see the Outwaters. Speaking of horror, I got I got to make it. Mm-hmm. I got to do like a double feature horror night one of these nights. Um, okay, that's those are your top five. Thank you, Thomas. Brian, we go to you. Do you have a top five? I do, I do. Um, okay, so number my number five. Um, I'm gonna go with the creator, which is a movie I liked, which I found quite frustrating for other reasons. But I think the visual effects in that movie are absolutely incredible. Um, it's a very me pick. Like I said before, uh, I love sci-fi shit. Um, and just all of the, the the like little devices that they have, all of that stuff. But then also like the big like the the fucking giant ship that takes up like the entire like length of the screen is like incredible. I love like all the the way all the robots look. I just yeah, a really great looking movie. Um, for my number four, um, I'm going with a weird one, an interesting one, which is uh, Skinamarink. Ah, which yeah. is not the most kind of like, you know, obviously it's a very small movie, but I just love the lo-fi like visual effects, like aesthetic that it has and that it, you know, it, it's going for something really unique and weird. And I just love how creepy it all is. And yeah, just the, the lo-fi kind of thing. I just found really, really interesting. And um, the movie has really grown on me in the past few months. Um, but my number three, uh, much like Thomas is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which is a movie I love so much. I just rewatched it yesterday and it fucking rules. And yeah, Jarnathan is great, but also like the, (laughs) the pudgy dragon as they describe him is great. Yes. And just like, and there is like some kind of stuff that looks like it's practical. Like they, um, they, they like save like a cat person and there's like a cat like baby that looks like it's like a like an animatronic it, it's very cool looking um but yeah just a really really great looking movie um and then my number two is also going to be oppenheimer um which yeah i i mean the 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 trinity test is kind of like incredibly impressive but all of that stuff kind of early on where he's like, yeah, seeing into like the nuclear world or whatever, like all that stuff, which is, is just really visually intriguing and looks great. And, um, yeah, I, I love the visual effects of that movie. And, um, my number one, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, Thomas, I, I I'm copying parts of your list, but it, it's oh. Godzilla minus one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is really hard, I think, for a movie to get like that immense sense of scale, and it really, really succeeds in that. Like the the the, the sequence where he's blowing uh, blowing up like the, the the block, like the cityscape, is terrifying, and really looks just monumental and incredible. Um, and Godzilla himself, like, yeah, he looks amazing. He's got all like barnacles and like just like just shit like growing on him it looks so like nasty and i i love it yeah my my number one is godzilla minus one solid as well um 
I have a feeling this won't be the last time Godzilla minus one is mentioned. I'll say that right away. It's on my list. Um, I I also have to say good, good job, Brian, with the Skinnamarink shout out. Yeah, yeah, that was like yeah. that would have been my pick if not for When Evil Lurks for like the horror sort of pick. That's yeah. a very inspired one. Yeah, it's it's my honorable mention. Um, uh, Siobhan, do you want to go first or do or should I go next? I think mine will be pretty quick. So. Uh, you guys with the D and D mentions, you, you never, you never brought up how they shrunk down the little maestro. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what a scene! The much better film he was in this year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Uh, okay. So my number five, Marcelo. I told you we couldn't do this episode until I'd seen this movie, which is um, let's say it together. Rebel, Rebel Moon, Moon Part <laughs> One: one. A, child a Child of Fire. Of fire. <laughs> yes, thank you, Marcelo. So, yeah, look, uh, did I have to put this on this list? Yeah, I think I did. Unless, or Marcelo would have made fun of me. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing it. Look, it's um, it looks great. Like uh, I think all Zack Snyder movies kind of look ah uh, great. And this one's no different. The, the visuals are very slick um, in the same way that like the this movie's an homage rip off, whatever you want to say of Star Wars. And like it's very slick kind of in the same way that the new um, Star Wars movies look incredibly slick, uh, which is good. OK, number four, I said Extraction <laughs> 2. Um, a mix of like really great stunt work and good visual effects, really creative stuff, uh, that they are trying to do with their stunts. Uh, lots of like waters and stuff like that that are all like really hard to pull off and they did it good for them. Uh, number three, uh, this one might seem weird, I guess, to a lot of people, but I, I'm saying fast X and I think the reason I'm saying it is because there is just this certain unreality to this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that is uh, like the things they're doing, not possible physics don't exist in this world or they are different than they are here. And the visual effects carry that through with like all as with a ton of weight as if these things are happening (laughs) and they just look, they look just slightly off in a way that is like perfect. Like it's kind of goofy. Like it's, it it adds to the spectacle of the film. Number two, from one X to another, it's saw X, which having seen. Yeah. So like the, the, the practical effects are fucking insane in this movie. The, the, uh, watching the behind the scenes special features on the Saw X 4K, you can buy it now. Um, Listen to the Saw X commentary now on Patreon. Yeah. It's a good commentary. Uh, commentary yeah. Their uh, damn near everything was pulled off with, with practical effects. Um, and I was shocked by it, particularly Valentina's trap where she has the Gili saw and she has to cut off her own leg. Completely practical. And just the way that these prosthetics bleed and 
come apart. It feels so real and visceral and gross. And uh, mm, 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 mm. God, it looks good. Tasty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick, then, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then my number one, John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, stunts and Hell yeah. shooting and guns and shit. Looks really boom, good. Boom, bang, bang. Marcelo, go ahead. Uh, quick question, Siobhan. I heard John Kramer is back. Is that true? John Kramer is back uh, <laughs> for the 10th installment in the legendary. <laughs> that's, that's a callback from the Sox commentary, which you can listen to on the Patreon. Go to talkfromsociety.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. Either one. All right. My turn. Number five. Now, I haven't seen this movie since it came out, but it's been on my mind and I need to rewatch it. Uh, won't make my top 10, though. Uh, Bo's Afraid. Uh, what I like about this movie uh, is that it feels uh, like there's there are a lot of practical effects in this. Um, I don't know how how much uh, practical is actually in it. I don't know how much is CGI, but it feels very uh, um, uh, what's the word like a uh, tactile. Uh, I love the look mm-hmm. of it. Um, that's my number five. Similarly, uh, my number four is Asteroid City, which. God, I, I I love Wes Anderson just being as analog as possible um, and instead of like doing like CGI animals or a CGI alien they're like stop motion or they just feel like they feel they, they it's a puppet yeah it's a puppet right? like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a rod puppet yeah I've seen the behind the scenes oh, it's, it's incredible <laughs> so yeah <laughs> just the the, the uh, every time Wes Anderson decides to do a visual effect it feels very Wes Anderson-y. And that is definitely the case for like uh, all the effects in Asteroid City. So, love it. Number three. Hey, it's Godzilla minus one. It's been said. Yes. Uh, the uh, I, I, I've, I've talked about this on, on this show. There's one scene in particular where Godzilla shoots his fire breath. And that scene alone, the way it's handled, the... All the visual effects that went into that scene blew me away, and blew the characters away on screen. So it, it, it's it's intense, <laughs> and it does so well with the Godzilla myth and portraying him on screen. It was fantastic to look at. So I love that movie, Godzilla minus one, number three, number two, Barbie. I gotta talk about Barbie and its visual effects. I love that it 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 created Barbie Land. Uh, the way that that it did, the mix of uh, CG and practical effects, uh, similar to like Asteroid City and Bo is Afraid, it's like it has a particular look that does not feel like soaked in CGI, like so many modern day blockbusters are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the look of it, and I, I hope it is a big winner at the Oscars for a lot of these technical awards. Um, I don't know if it'll... Oh, I, I actually don't know who's in the lead. I Well, actually, we'll talk about that later. I'm not sure who's... <laughs> that might be part of a game yeah, later. Right. I believe in the game. Yeah. Um, no, Marcelo, can you just say, tell me right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why don't we wait if, like 20 minutes to get to that? <laughs> uh, and, uh, Barbie, I, I want to say the, the car flipping over. I think that effect is really cute. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> a lot of it is, is super cute and well done. That, that, that one scene or that one moment where in the beginning where we meet, uh, where we meet uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ken, when he jumps into the water and gets pushed back. It looks, <laughs> it looks so like it, does, it, 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 it doesn't 
feel like it's real. It feels like it is like uh, um, a, a an imaginary hand coming in and playing with a doll. I think yeah. that effect is yeah. so good. It's so well done. Number two, Barbie. Number one, of course, Oppenheimer. It's Oppie. Uh, just like you all were saying, uh, it's the again practical effects. <laughs> I mean, there's a theme here. Um, the, the 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 early moments when we see inside of uh, Oppenheimer's mind, and it is just these striking images of explosions and just particles moving around. Uh, all that mixed with the music and the cinematography. Solid. I can't imagine those elements apart being as effective. All of it coming together makes Oppenheimer fantastic visual effects. Uh, up top for me. That's my number one. And that's it. Those are our favorites. Not not interesting because not a ton of crossover. We had a diverse we did crop here. Yeah, except uh, Ex- except two podcast hosts who had the same exact number one and two. <laughs> And then I also said Godzilla minus one, so that you know that hit three people. Uh, I didn't say there was no. (laughs) 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 But I will say uh, to your your list, Marcelo, all the ones that weren't on my list uh, would basically be honorable mentions to me that were on yours, especially like a bow is afraid, which is one I really contemplated and one that I know I love much more than you do. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I really wanted to say knock at the cabin, like that's my big honorable mention. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh yeah those weapons and then like when everything starts going to shit at the end it's like genuinely very scary the effects yeah uh, just great stuff well i i did mention skin marinka was an honorable mention for me another one was the creator which we'll talk about here in a second because mm-hmm. I, I i looked at the discord's picks so um it'll come up all right but but all right, all right. speaking of which siobhan discord uh-huh discord uh yeah so we have a discord uh if you would like to join it you can uh, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord um or reach out to any of us we can get you a link in there we uh ask our discord members every week to help us uh give us their choices for the topic of the week of course this week that topic is uh brian Wait what? <laughs> okay. He just randomly uh, asked Brian, who's just waiting for, for something to happen. Just you quizzed him. What are we doing? Best visual effects. Our topic of the week, Tommy. You got this. Best visual effects, I believe. Stop, That's stop right, quizzing Thomas. Just right off the dome. Thomas wins. Um, now, okay. First point goes to Thomas. So, I put out the call. I put out the call at five, five in the morning, and three minutes later. Um, my wrestle buddy, Aaron, who you may hear on a commentary very soon, a very fun commentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, she comes in with Godzilla minus one Oppenheimer, Spider-Man across the spider verse, Barbie, concrete utopia. Anything? No, anybody know anything about that one? No, she's mentioned Um, this before. mm -hmm. Lost. I was just going to ask, um, with the, Amazing with the across the spider verse. I've seen that on like the Oscar shortlist and stuff. I always am weird about like how, what do you define as a, a visual effect in an animated movie? I mean, isn't the entire thing a visual effect? Right. I, that's I kind of my. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um. Like dissing it because there have been cool animated nominees like Kubo and the Two Strings was an example of that, and I think Nightmare Before Christmas, which yeah. I think 
as more like a celebration of like the medium. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. given like animated features come out since, <laughs> it's a bit more harder to define. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not that it doesn't deserve it. It's just uh, I, I understand it. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's just very weird to me. I don't know. All right, my other wrestling buddy Jay McMillan, he comes in here with. Smashes down the door with the creator, Godzilla minus one, G O T G three. I believe he means Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Come on, people. Um, Spider Man, Spider Man across the Spider Verse, and poor things. Poor things. Uh, uh, I wish it were again going back to like practical effects. Um, a problem I have with that movie, and I I do love that movie a lot. I do love Poor Things. Is I think it was maybe too reliant on CGI and is a little too distracting. That's what I said. Yeah, it's probably my only complaint about that movie, honestly, is some of the the bird yeah. things or whatever, like shitty yeah. fish islands. Okay, yeah. Siobhan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, now this one requires a bit of. Uh, <laughs> Stupid bitch. A bit of uh, a warning. Uh, So So this one comes from friend of the site, Sam Shot First. Uh, Sam, uh, he used to host a podcast called Keanu Believe It, uh, which was all about the man Keanu Reeves. now he has a certain allegiance to Keanu Reeves. That's just something you have to keep in mind certain when bias, he says yeah. certain movies. He has a bias. Okay, I don't want to. Say, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, he has a bias. Okay. Uh, now he says all of the above REVFX. So I guess he had eight choices already. There were eight unique choices above him, but then he wanted to add uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I believe he means Dungeons and Dragons. Honor among the year thieves, fuck you. <laughs> right? Uh, Dead Reckoning, I believe he means Mission Impossible. <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part 1, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And John Wick Chapter 4. Now, that's the one you got to... Sam, he hosted a Keanu Reeves podcast. Keep in mind, he has bias. So, just keep... Okay. Now, Joey, um, he says, I would add Ferrari to this conversation. Um, my other faves have been mentioned Godzilla, Spider-Verse, D&D so I just want to say uh, this is not a competition to say the names first uh, I want your top five so hey if it's already been said say it again that's just another vote for it okay don't be afraid to just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a race nothing wrong with that Yeah, nothing wrong with that yeah uh, and I, I believe what he mentioned, what he meant was Godzilla minus one, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and Dungeons and Dragons honor among these, yeah. et cetera, and et cetera. So I guess there were more, but we don't get to know what they are. Um, <laughs> oh, and he says, oh, wait, if Spider-Verse, I believe he means Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is viable. So is mutant mayhem. I believe he means teenage Ninja turtles, mutant mayhem. Love the scribbles and goop all over that movie's visuals. Do you guys have uh, any uh, comments on the scribbles and goop on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Man, it's it's, uh, it's it's solid scribbles and goop. I think it, it's a it's a great aesthetic. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I just I just rewatched it, and yeah, it's it's a great like element to that movie. Yeah. All right, uh, Rocky Juarez. He comes in here with the creator. He says it deserves all the FX awards. 
Okay. Now, I think he means visual effects awards. And I think there's there's just one yeah. the, that we care about, the yeah. Oscars. <laughs> so. yeah. Unless FX is having an award show of some sort in which he does deserve <laughs> yes. those. The FX award. It feels like an FX movie on every level. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this kicked off a whole conversation. I need to pick out the juicy bits. Jay McMillan says, I think the creator should win VFX 2. It's t- it's so seamless. Uh, he did have it on his list. I wanted to double check that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and Sam says, Sam shot first says, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Ex Machina won after all. Mm. That's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, True. Weird. That's weird yeah. to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Chelsea Nico says, I loved the creator. Okay, now we go down here. I made one last call, and what we got here was Mike Schindler, your co-host on Soderbergh 2828. Yep, you got it. Uh, it's the creator. He's doing this shit. What is his mind game? He did this last week. <laughs> last with, week. Uh, he just goes, it's... Well, last week he said, it's, it's yeah, John Wick. It's the... Yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah, he said, it's John Wick. Which is a movie that came out 10 years ago. Right? We, uh, uh, we, um, we assumed he meant John Wick yeah, exactly. Chapter 4. Yeah. Uh, so it's the creator, I guess. That's that's best visual effects. Um, uh, Sam shot first, comes back uh, once again. Uh, what's this, his fifth message? Um, uh, and I think he makes a joke this time. He says, Quantumania, I believe he means Ant-Man Quantumania, uh, for being the final straw leading to Marvel VFX folks to unionize. Hey, we can all like that. Yes. Very and true. then Matt, cool. Matt says, the creator. Uh, so thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you, uh, now, the real Matsy. That is our Discord, the Talk Film Society Discord. But I also like to ask this other Discord I'm in. Oh, wait, I thought you uh, weren't going to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, that was because last week I only got one response, but I tried it one more time, okay. and I got a, I got multiple responses. So look, huh? uh, so Marcelo. Also, also keep in mind, I wanted to make this a short episode. So <laughs> <laughs> look, it'll go fast. But at first, I have to ask Brian and Thomas. <laughs> Have either of you heard of the podcast Hollywood Handbook? Yes, Simple I believe I have. Wow. Wow. Okay, I'm shocked. All right. Well, it's my favorite podcast. Uh, so I asked people there. Uh, Lexi Zaninetti, she comes in. She says, Godzilla minus one. That's the winner. All right. Uh, Stukeman. Stukeman says, best v- visual FX. Best visual VFX. Uh, the Killer. D&D oh. Honor Among Thieves. Um, I believe that's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> he, he puts winner by that one, but he listed it second. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Godzilla minus one, poor things, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning part one, an honorable mention. Hey, honorable mention, uh, Tommy, when evil lurks, the axe scene. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Um, uh, and then he posts, and then yeah, talk about the killer because that's interesting. Yeah, I, 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 oh, made, yeah. I, I made a noise because I'm like, oh, that's right, the killer. You know, that's an honorable. I'll put that as an honorable mention for me because the effects work there is so great. I mean, I'm sure there are hundreds of shots in that movie that you wouldn't even know. You know, our visual effects mm-hmm. shots. That's that, that's the weird thing with a Fincher movie, though, yeah. is that like every time I like watch a Fincher movie, I always take for granted like, oh yeah, ninety percent of these shots are like CG assisted yeah. heavily. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a bit of the like the the killer like VFX reel, and it's kind of like insane, <laughs> like how much visual <laughs> effects is in that movie, um, and how great it looks. Which is just I don't know, it's that that Fincher touch. Ah, so good, good, uh, good call out. I forget who said that, but good job. Stukeman. Thank you, Stukeman. Okay. 
Oh, uh, stupid man. Great name, by okay. the way. <laughs> uh, upcoming host. Uh, an upcoming host. A uh, host of the podcast, <laughs> Best Little Horror House in Philly, which uh, you can find my episode where I guessed it on that, talking about Donnie Darko. Uh, his name is George. His screen name here is Edgar Allan Iverson. Uh, best VFX, he says. Shin Kamen Rider, winner. Godzilla mm. minus one. Tight race, he says. Mm. Uh, Julius Pleaser, he says, that scene in D&D, I believe he means Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, <laughs> when Chris Pine's face starts melting. Yes. Really stands out to yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Richard Gear Solid. (laughs) 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 They mention, they say. Uh, honorable mention, Jawan with a question mark. <clears throat> so, anybody knows what that is? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. I think I've heard and of it, but I, I know nothing about it. I think that might be the end of this. So, <laughs> thank you to the Hollywood Handbook. Thank you to that <laughs> Discord, which, uh, how do you get into that Discord, Siobhan? Uh, figure it out. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was best visual effects our picks now let's race through this these final two segments <laughs> the gold derby game all right so this is the part of the show where usually i quiz siobhan on the uh, uh gold derby rankings um i say hey siobhan name try to name the top five uh you know in whatever category we're doing uh, for those who don't know, the Gold Derby uh, website is is filled with people who are, some of them are experts, so-called experts. Some of them are just some randos who, uh, they're like, hey, this is going to win the Oscar. This is going to get nominated. And they rank it out from one being the most uh, probable to, to, to whatever. Anyway, we're going to do something different because we have guests on the show. It's going to be a little bit more involved because we're not, we're not only doing best visual effects. We're doing two other categories, which I don't think we'll cover uh, on this show. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> oh, geez. So we're going to start with best costume design. Oh, All right. fuck, man. So here are the rules. Um, so I'm going to go with, I did write this down. Uh, let's go with Brian first. So Brian and and those are the rules. <laughs> just wait, just wait, just wait for the rules. <laughs> Rule number one: Brian goes first. Rule number two: uh, uh, um, You're going to guess. You're going to want to guess the 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 the, the higher ranked uh, films in this category according to Gold Derby. If you get the f- number one, you're going to get five points. You get the number two, four points. Until, you know, number five, one point. Beyond that, you get no points. So, for best costume design, going to go to you first, um, sorry, going to go to you first, Brian. Uh, take a wild guess. Can you name okay. uh, one of the movies in the top five? And again, if you get the number one, you get five points, etc. Brian? And these, these are from 2023, Yes, correct? yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. Sorry to, okay. Yeah, to, to clarify, these are the 2023 <laughs> picks. So... 
Yes. I, that's something that I, I don't think we've ever said before. <laughs> we, we could have been doing like the 2015 picks, but no, these are the 2023 picks. Uh, yeah, go. So, Brian, take a, take a stab. Best, best costume design. Best costume okay. design. I'm going to say poor things. Mm, poor things. That comes in at number two. Oh, so nice. you, you get four points. All right. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. Thomas, your turn. Barbie. Ooh, Barbie. That's the number one. You get five points. All right. Siobhan? Uh, Oppenheimer. Mm, Oppenheimer is at number seven. Fuck. So you get zero points. (laughs) (laughs) Kill myself. That's this is just a game. This means nothing. It's not even um, what I want to say. I want to say something else and I changed my mind. So we still have number four and number three on the board. Yeah, uh, uh, number one's been said. Uh, number two has been said. So we have three, four, and five. Let's go back to Brian. Take another guess. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh, you got number three. Hell yeah! Oh. All right, uh, Thomas. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Uh, wait, well, that is number Ooh. 14. Damn. Yeah. So that's a goose sick for you in the second round. Siobhan? What I wanted to say last time and stopped myself from saying was Maestro. Mmm, Maestro, number eight. <laughs> Even worse than Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Brian, you're the king of this. Say the other two. Um... <laughs> Um, Priscilla. Ooh, Holy number shit. nine. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, Thomas. The streak is over. Um, <laughs> hmm. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Again, this is costume design. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. My bad. Uh, I'm going to scroll. I totally forgot one. Yeah, did, did I say that? Sorry. Costume design. No, no, you did. I fucked up. <laughs> not to, sorry. Not to make funny. I'm just saying yeah, I'm, I hopefully covered my bases. Siobhan? No, no, costume yeah. design. Uh, yeah, uh, costume design. Uh, 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 shit, I just had one in my head. Um, but it looks like it's gone. Uh, so how about Ferrari? Ooh, Ferrari. No, that is somewhere on this list. I don't know. I don't even know where it is. Awesome. You can't even find it. Can't so even find it. It's so deep. <laughs> uh, I scrolled all the way to the bottom. I don't see it. Uh, so no, that's a goose egg. So that's it. Costume design done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What were the other ones that we yeah, didn't get? Yeah, I was just going to say that. So Barbie, number one. Poor Things, number two. Killers, number three. Number four, The Color Purple. Number five, Wonka. I keep forgetting oh, the color purple. Of course, exists. Wonka. Yeah. Like I, th- that's a thing with this ep- with this thing. Their color purple is always there, and I forget that movie exists and never say it. So that was costume design. Let's go to best production Wonka. design. Wonka's a good one. Production, production design. design. Okay, this production is design. This is one of my favorite categories. Glad we're not doing an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still could, but we, we still got to do the big ones. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it off mic, Shalom. Um, and, and also, I'm doing this because the Oscar nominations are happening semi soon in two weeks. So this game will be a lot different later. 
Um, okay, because we'll know the nominees. Uh, best production design. We're going to start with Thomas first. Best production design. Take a wild swing. Uh, I'll guess Barbie again. That was the last time I was remotely right. Barbie. So we'll do that. <laughs> Number one, five points. Okay, Siobhan, you're I have a strategy, everybody. He failed me last time, but he won't fail me this time. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, number three, three points. All right. Mm. Okay, Brian. Um, poor things. Poor things, number two, four points. Nice. Wow, this is going great. Everybody's winning. Uh, <laughs> we love that. Thomas, you're next. <laughs> uh, Killers of the Flower Moon? Yes, number four, two points. Uh, Siobhan, one more on the board. Uh, uh, can you get this number five? The color purple. You got it! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. We just ran the board there. Wow, best production design. Finally. Good job by all thrifts. Finally, best visual effects, the thing we're here for. Mm. Now, I'll say this. Uh, there's a short list, so there are ten here, but... We're going to still play the same game. Name the top five. So, who's first? Siobhan. Uh, Barbie. Barbie is not on the short list for best visual effects. Mm. That is crazy. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, you're next. Um, well, I'll go with the, the safe bet here. Uh, the creator. Ooh, the creator, number two. You get four points. Four points for Brian. Thomas? Guardians Volume 3. Guardians Volume 3 is number five. Oh, sorry. Number one, you get five points. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Big Strike that. Reverse it. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, it's the number one pick. You get five points. Um, Siobhan, you're next. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is not... On the short yep. list. Fucking wild. I'm not, I'm not uh, hey, proof I'm not looking at the short list. Yeah, okay? you're not cheap. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Uh, Brian, you're next. Um, Godzilla minus one. That is number four. So oh, you wow, get really? Two points. Yep, that's on the short list. Uh, Thomas, you're next. Ant Man, Quantumania. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania is not on the short list. I thought it was on what? the short list. Apparently Sorry. it's not. It's not on here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, it was the other dumb ones. It was the other dumb ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say what you might be referring to, but <laughs> there are dumb ones on this list. Uh, Siobhan, you're, you're up next. Wonka. Wonka is not on the short list. <laughs> zero, 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 Siobhan, in this round, I apologize for you. And for your family. But Brian, you're next. <laughs> um, I'm going to think of a weird one I just thought of. Uh, Napoleon? Ooh, Napoleon number seven. It is on the short list, Ooh, but huh. number seven. Finally, this is it. Thomas? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? It is on the list, but it is number eight. Number eight. Oh. All right, so let's go through this list. So, number one, Guardians, Volume 3. Number two, The Creator. Number three, Poor Things. Uh, Number four, Godzilla Minus One. Number five, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was wondering. I was wondering about that one. I almost said it. 
and I would have said it if there were one more round. The rest of the short list is as follows: Society of the Snow, Napoleon, what Mission? Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> Society of the Snow. What Society of the Snow? We've had this conversation before in the show, Siobhan. Okay, it, then it, don't do it again. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's a Netflix movie about that uh, um, plane crash that happened in the, in the Alps, I think. The Alive one, right? Yeah, the Alive. They they remade Alive. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the the director of one of the Jurassic World movies. I forget his oh, name. Yeah, it's uh, J. A. Bayona. Yes, thank you. He made the Impossible, right? right? Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's on Netflix now. So, uh, uh, and from what I've heard, make sure to not watch the dubbed version because I think that's the um, that's a default version that pops up on Netflix. Just switch it over to the foreign language uh, that's supposed to be in. So that's mm-hmm. Society of the Snow. That's number six. Number seven, Napoleon. Number eight, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Number nine this is the dumb one, in my opinion. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, <laughs> and P.U. The single worst part of that fucking movie. Yeah, uh, I don't like that movie because of that reason. And number ten, a movie I have not seen, but it's on here. And Siobhan, you've seen it. It's on your list. Let's say it together. Oh, Rogue Moon. Rebel, <laughs> Rebel Moon. Let's try it again. Rebel Moon. Part Rebel Moon Part one, 1. A Child of Fire. A Child of Fire. <laughs> so those are your top 10. Uh, that was the Gold Derby game. Now I'm going to... Uh, Siobhan, here's the part of the show where I'm going to hand it to you. And you can ask the guests whatever you want. Uh, because I'm going to try to tabulate the, 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 the points here. And, 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 and um, get a winner. So go ahead. Uh, okay. Brian, you love Radiohead. Uh, uh, Thomas, uh, do you like any bands? <laughs> I like bands and I like music by bands. Got any good? You got anyone in particular? What's your favorite? Band? Um, I've been listening to a lot to Electric Light Orchestra because I recently watched Xanadu. Hello, Marcelo's a fan. I, lo- I love yeah. ELO. I-, I have that Xanadu soundtrack. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost Sick. done. Uh, Brian, uh, <laughs> you play video games, right? What 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 do you got going right now? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, what have i been doing i've been playing uh i've been back in elden ring been playing elden ring a lot Ooh. um getting my ass kicked in that game okay uh, i have the results true gamer <laughs> oh and this is interesting and i i have to have to come up with something real quick here because we have a tie <gasps> uh here are the results in third place not part of the tie <laughs> siobhan <laughs> With four points. Yeah. Uh, again, sorry to you. Sorry to your family. Um, <laughs> number tied for number one, Brian and Thomas at, with 17 points each. Wow. Hold on. Now I got to think of a tiebreaker. Siobhan, ask him another question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I've asked about video games. I've asked about music. Uh, y- y'all ain't read books. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm listening to the audiobook for the Opposable uh, Thumbs, the Matt Singer book about Siskel and Ebert. Uh, pretty good book so far. Very enjoyable. Brian? Uh, I, I've just started uh, Dune again. I am hoping to actually read it this time in, in preparation for Dune Part 2. And uh, also pretty good. Very, very weird. Very cool. Um, very cool. Both movie answers. I, I would expect that from movie guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are the tells? What's your What's your favorite th- uh, thing about leather? Like, what, what, do, what do you like about it so much? All right, I've got the tiebreaker. 
Okay. <laughs> so I wanted a category that is maybe a little bit more weather. Uh, weather difficult. Play. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this category, I think, is a little bit harder to uh, pick the number one because I think the rest were kind of a little bit obvious. But I'm going with best original screenplay. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So I picked a good one then. Um, why don't we, since Brian started this whole thing, let's go to Thomas first. Okay. This is Sudden Death. Oh. Thomas, best original screenplay. Same rules apply. There's a top five. Can you name the top one? May, December? May, December is number four. So <sighs> you get two points. Brian, okay. can you name one of the top three to take this um, tome to, to, for the win? I'm pretty sure this is an original screenplay. The Holdovers? Buddy. It is original and it's number one. You get five points. You win the game. (laughs) Wow. I'd like to thank Paul Giamatti (laughs) and Dominic Sessa. And teachers. (laughs) Don't forget teachers. Wow. What a a thrilling game, if I I say so myself. That's maybe the best Gold Derby game we've ever played, Siobhan. Yeah, it became a game and that was actually really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike usual when you hate it. Uh, so that's that's a good note to. to um, I'm going to take that note and and utilize it for the next episode, Siobhan. You want to play a game and have fun, is that right? I uh, I want to play a game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Listen to the commentaries of all the Saw movies now on Patreon. Uh, all right, we've reached the final segment. Let's get through this and go home. Um, <laughs> who do we think is going to win best? Uh, visual effects at the Oscars. Now I went through the the, the ten eligible films. Uh, Siobhan, we'll just go with you first. What do you, what do you think is going to win? What's going to win best VF, VFX? Yeah. Uh, whatever the number one was. <laughs> Which was? <laughs> yes. Um, no, come on. Name the number. One. Uh, we're just going to play the Gold Derby game again. What's what's the number one? Yeah, let's go. Round we're two. Keep playing. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, the, the the number one was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but do you think that's going to win? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So Guardians Three is your pick, uh, Thomas. You want to poor things? Oh, wait. What, what what's your pick? I'm writing it down seriously. <laughs> poor things. Poor things. Okay. You think poor things is going to win? Uh, Thomas, what do you think is going to win? You know, I hate to go against the grain of that particular pick. I'm going to say Godzilla minus one. Oh. I think they're going to make the thing work. Okay. I think it's going to be a, su- a surprise one because visual effects, you can have the surprise ones. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I forget who mentioned it, but uh, as a reminder, Ex Machina won one year. And I, I think that was right. the underdog. I don't, I don't think many people expected that one. In the year where a Star Wars movie, the first one of those that when they oh, came yeah. back was nominated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Brian, uh, what do you think is going to win? I'm going to pick a different one just to be different. Um <laughs> I'm going to say Oppenheimer, because I think it's going to sweep like all of those technical awards. Now, if Oppenheimer wins Best Visual Effects, I'm going to give you $1,000. <laughs> because it wasn't on the shortlist. It wasn't list, on the right? shortlist. <laughs> oh, is it not? Oh, fuck. You know what? I don't care. I still think Okay, I'm, I'm still right to tell for it. you. Oppenheimer <laughs> somehow right in balance. pulls it out. Ryan's going to have the writing campaign. <laughs> um, and I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll be different, and I'll say... Kind kind of similar to that ex machina thing. Uh, the the creator, I think, 
it, it is mm. so well done in regards to just the scale of it, uh, how much yeah. they pulled, uh, how they pulled off the the epic scale of the sci-fi movie. As far as I know, not that expensive compared to other you know blockbusters. Um, mm-hmm. no, yeah. So yeah, I, I'll go with the creator. I think it'll be uh, that. So that's it. That's who we think is going to win the uh, Oscar for best visual effects. Again, this is a scientific show. Take this to the bank. We are experts. Plugs. First off, Thomas Bryan, thank you. It's it's. I tried to make this as short as oh, possible, but this is now just an average episode. This is as long as we go. <laughs> but thank you for hanging in there. Um, uh, plugs. Uh, before we go, where can the people find you if you wish to be found? We do this just especially for guests. We never do this on the show. But we'll make an exception here. Uh, Brian, why don't you go first? Uh, well, of course, you can you can listen to Thomas and I's podcast, Cinema to the Letter, of course. Um, but you can also find me on, on Twitter um, at B-R-Y-A-N-D-R-A-D-E number three. Uh, I'm also on Letterboxd. And uh, yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much the extent of my social media. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's a good move too. Try to keep it at a minimum. We are on our phones and we're addicts as a society. Thomas, what about you? Uh, well, you can find me being an addict on my f- uh, phone or various other devices um, via my social media platforms. I'm at not the who's Tommy. Usually, I'm on either Twitter, Blue Sky, or Letterboxd a lot, as uh, you heard earlier <laughs> from my walking story uh, three years ago when we started this. Um, and uh, also, just, you know, cinema to the letter in general, we'll just, uh, we're on Talk Film Society podcast network, great network to be on. Um, and uh, we make, you know, six episode miniseries where we have a specific topic. Um, we'll just say that, you know, in a couple of days after this comes out, we'll have our bonus episode that we start every season off with where we're going to announce our lineup Ooh. for all, at least announce the, the um, actual concept of season four is one, one Oscar. Because, you know, we're in the Oscar season and we decided uh, we have, you know, a classic, an indie, a new, an egregious uh, masterpiece and an atypical film that all at least won one Oscar. Um, And uh, yeah, it's an interesting group of movies. And uh, you can also support us on our Patreon uh, where um, it's patreon.com slash cinema number two letter, uh, which is also where we're on every other social media platform, cinema number two letter. But on the Patreon for just $1, you get uh, bonus podcasts like um, Brian and I are going to record the Beekeeper Patreon review in a second. And this is coming out the week, the actual day that that movie's come out. And I really want to firmly say this much. See the beekeeper. Oh, man. <laughs> the beekeeper is an amazing, like the masterpiece of a January movie. Okay, that's my take All on right, it. I'm in, and we'll be talking about it. you know, for that one dollar. You get to hear us, especially talking spoilers, because this movie goes to places <laughs> you don't even know. Man, we're through the looking glass. Oh, that's now we've seen the beekeeper. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, see that, um, and then become a patron. You can listen to our audio review, and uh, you can also uh, we'll be doing a retrospective on the critic. As our big bonus episode oh. of January, uh, which Brian's never seen before, except for the A Star Is Burns episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> which we'll also talk about on that. Um, and uh, yeah, exciting, great. God, again, thanks uh, both of you for being on. Uh, fun as always. Now I turn to our pleasure. Yeah, thank, you. I, uh, thank you. I turn to Siobhan, my co-host of this show. As we wrap this up, Siobhan, any last words? <clears throat> Thank you to the Leather Boys for uh, giving very graciously giving us your time. Yes, 
We were wearing our leather. We didn't mention that. We are completely in leather, Brian and I. (laughs) From head to toe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Marcelo. Yep. Thanks for doing this every week. Uh, You know, I hope we do this again. I I hope so, too. Honestly, I hope so. Uh, I... I enjoy doing this every week. Uh, uh, sure, I complain about how long it is only because I have to edit these episodes, but overall, it's fun to do it. Let's keep doing it. We have an episode to do next week. We have to decide the movie we're going to watch. Uh, we'll talk about that off mic. We won't make any promises as to what it'll be right now because I've learned my lesson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always have to edit those out of the show, those promises. Never make promises. That's rule number one with podcasting. All right. Siobhan, thank you. Thomas, thank you. Brian, thank you. Uh, And now for my signature catchphrase, see you at the movies. Nope, never say that. All right, bye.